for them to think that they could be in the same ring with me is wow you know that unbelievable don't put words in my mouth man i can handle myself out here yeah but i won't no 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 that's a shoot brother that is one thousand percent yeah because the time has come yeah we're recording now all right but uh you feeling good? Everybody feeling good? We feeling good? Is that, is that yep. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Are we, here? Right. we are live right, and time to be such. That's what I like to hear. All right, love. You know how we do it. We're going high, mm-hmm. we're going low. Hi? Yeah, please. Man. My mans. My mans. That's what we're going to do. Energy. I think so. Great. Got you. Got you. And I got it too. I know exactly where I want to go with this one. Exactly where we're going. Y'all ready? Let's go. had to do a little something because I just felt that in my spirit. Yeah. I felt it too. You felt it? You felt I it? I did. As long as, we, as, long, as long as we feeling it together. Hell yeah. Good. Comfortable. Very comfortable. good though? I'm good. All right. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> my mic sounds nice. Check one. My mic sounds nice. Check two. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody of all ages, welcome to another edition, another episode of the self composed Ah, sorry, the self control podcast. You know where the energy never dies and the energy never lies, and. Uh, some people call us the new death row. 
you know, some people, you know, call us a lot of things. But uh, but we here though. Um, Lovely is on break right now. It is currently her birthday, so happy birthday, Lovely. Uh, what what the hell am I doing today, man? What on, what? Much love. Just just take over for me. Just Jesus grabbed the wheel. I'm just messing up everything right now. Happy birthday, Lovely. Laveau. It's her birthday today. She's doing her thing. She's got the night off. So uh, that's how we're doing it. Uh, but do not fret. Do not fret. You know, we we always got something lined up in the chamber for y'all, man. We always we always come in, you know, with the realness. And our guest this evening, man, this has been something weeks in the making. This has been like months in the making. This person has been an avid supporter since day uno, has always been in our corner, has always given us words of advice, words of encouragement. Um, our guest is many things. Wrestler, creator, champion, the business. And with mm. the first wrestling kiki ball in history already in the books, this person mm. is already going for more, you know? They're performing at Effie's Big Gay Brunch in Indiana during the collective week in October 10th. So, ladies and gentlemen, in the control center, we have our PAWDC Chocolate City champion and resident HBIC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the control center, Billy Dixon. What's popping, <laughs> Thank you for that introduction. You know what? I'm not quite Jay Rose, but I try. <laughs> I caught the enthusiasm. I give you a good since we we be talking about Paris up later. I give you a good eight. Thank you, thank you, mm. thank you. I appreciate that. That's that's high up. That's high up. You know, some room improve, but I, I I fucks with it. I fucks with it. You know, you you gotta improve around eight. That yeah, that's definitely room for improvement. But uh, yo, y'all know what it is, man. I got my boy low. In case you didn't know, so the homie Renzo. You know what we could you. You know, Dread Hampton, you know. I there's so many names I've I've come up with them over the past sixteen I'm, I'm episodes. Just, I'm just so honored. I'm just so honored, man, to be, you know, regarded as such. Is this is this our sixteen episode? Are we on episode sixteen? Is, is, am I correct? Am I counting correctly? I believe you are. Okay, great. I'm I'm with it. Now. All right, y'all. So um it's been a long time. We shouldn't have left y'all. That, I guess that's why I have the a bit of the mush mouth. So um, I don't really have that much of an intro. But um, let's just kick things off. Let's just get this out of the way. Um, first, we're going to talk about the lovely uh, life spirit that was taken away from us, Mrs. Breonna Taylor. Um, we've been asking for justice for a while now. Um you know, her parents got $12 million a couple of weeks ago, I believe. You know, but I, we all saw the writing on the wall. Um, the the Attorney General of Kentucky, uh, Mr. Daniel Cameron, announced a couple of days ago that, you know, one charge will, I mean, there will be one officer that will be charged, but it's not even for the murder of this woman. It is for wanton endangerment. And I only thought that wanton goes with, you know, um, Chinese dishes and soup and stuff like that. Mm. Um, um, 
this is really like I it is I said it on Twitter the other day when I heard the news. It just it just made me sick. Um, I didn't really feel like talking about it. Um, this really is injustice. Um, but my prayers are for the Taylor family. My t- my prayers are for the city of Louisville because there have been people that's been getting locked up left and right. You know, with these protests since the um, it has happened. I mean, uh, the I want to say the mayor or the governor has asked the attorney general to. Um, they want to see the paperwork. They want to, you know, release the evidence found and why these officers were, you know, charged. Um, they also want the recordings of the the grand jury released as well. Um, and I believe that it, the recording, the audio has been released, but also. Uh, they said there was no body cam footage, and completely, probably like two days later, body cam footage was released. Uh, it's just like this whole thing has just been really, really, really nasty. And um, you know, before uh, low, I'm gonna let before low, I let you take the reins on this. You know, Billy. You know, what has been you know throughout this whole process? Because you said some things as well. Um, how, how have you felt throughout this whole thing? Uh, so I feel like I wasn't surprised whatsoever. I mean, the writing's been on the wall about this, I think, since Jump Street. I think, so my perspective is a little different. I just feel like, um, how do, how, how do I put this? You know, when, when systematic oppression shows you who it is for the first time, you gotta believe them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't, you can't be like a child expecting something different and hoping I get it, I get it, but like, you know, all of the all of the puzzle pieces were laid out before the decision was made. So as enraged as I was, don't get me wrong, as enraged as I was and as pissed off as I was, I wasn't really surprised. It was just more of a confirmation of like, you know, like supremacy ain't shit. Um but at the same time I think it's like kind of like an insult to the intelligence on the, on another hand, because how is this woman's family uh being awarded the most lucrative, uh, which I hate saying that, but it is what it is, the most lucrative wrongful death uh, suit in American history. But right. then you don't follow that up with uh, indictments. You don't follow that up with appropriate action taken to the justice system. And I just think that, you know, uh, so it's like, it's kind of like, uh, I guess the best analogy is I give you a piece of the pie, but I can't give you the whole pie. So they're acknowledging that some shit went down, but they can't acknowledge that an incredibly horrible thing took place that ended a life of, to these officers, like if we, if we be technical to a degree, one of their own as first responders, you know? And, and maybe that really doesn't mean shit to the people who committed these atrocities, right? But like, right. to me, it's just, I'm not, I wasn't surprised, I was upset. And I was just like, wow, like, we we here now, like, we're, you know, it's getting a nut cut in time. And I think that people who want to keep things the way they are are more emboldened to do so. And we've been, we've been seeing the country emboldened to just be like, nah, fuck civility, fuck this shit, fuck what we, you know, these kind of like uh, theater things that we've created to pretend like things aren't fucked up. That's kind of going out the window. And it's just like, nah, fuck you, bro. So that's kind of how uh, I've been taking it, you know. My prayers, thoughts, energies are with the Taylor family, uh, and I hope her soul, Rihanna's soul, can find peace. I, 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 I hope it is at peace. 
I personally, as somebody who's still walking this earth, don't feel like we're giving her the opportunity to rest whatsoever in multiple, multiple ways. But um, yeah, I, 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 I just hope for healing and peace, whatever that may look like, or as close to it as it can be for her family, her loved ones, because uh, this is this is really bad stuff. Really bad stuff. Yeah, man. Man, all that was just that was bars right there. All that, all that was complete bars. Um, I think, like you said, this is the most lucrative in history. Like even the family of Sean Bell didn't get that. You know, Amadou Diallo, their family. Like this is, this is crazy, man. This is just crazy. Lo, what what, what you got for us, bro, man? What you got, man? Um, and all def- definitely, all of that was definitely well put and we definitely appreciate you billy for being here um and sharing what you just shared and you know what you will share um but on this topic of this particular case um as bill said the writings are pretty much on the wall based upon what we've seen so far um now when we think about the place that this crime right took place in uh, the state of kentucky we talked about it on this podcast before uh commonwealth states right um that have like these like commonwealth laws and basically common being this term that means like you know it's it's they, you know it's it's from england right it's from like the old english country and you know the settlers came here 13 colonies all that good stuff right but these laws were supposedly intended for the common good and common good just basically means like like white supremacy basically when you think about it right so when you think about Daniel Cameron, the the, the Kentucky uh, Attorney General at the Republican National Convention, really giving a nod to Westernism and uh, the American life, the American dream, and these things, and he is the the Attorney General of a Commonwealth state. It's all right there in the messaging. Um, and so when we look more closely at a, a, a law written such as wanton endangerment, right? Like that's a word that I think, like you said, right? That's that you thought that was related to something totally different. But, you know, again, common laws, commonwealth laws, this stuff comes from England. So to kind of like unpack this a little bit, like wanton, wanton is this word that's kind of from England, from the old country, um, you know, as, the, as, 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 as far as they're concerned, um, these, these people that writ, wrote these laws when they came here. Um, wanton basically means like lewd or like levicious, right, or like playful or accidental. And some other states might say like culpable endangerment or like something a bit more common, like states like Florida and California, right? Thinking about like a more progressive state and this kind of like other like conservative one, right? But they both kind of have conservative things going on. Words are kind of like different when you go state to state, but it's 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 really just uh, just hurtful when the 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 language within these laws, right, and within the answers that we want, right, for these uh, injustices, we get these words that we really don't have, you know, too much like, you know, entanglement with, if I could use another word, you know what I mean? Because it was really chosen, this type of law, to literally like indict Black people and j- just for being alive, just for existing, for being sleeping in their bed. Because as a young right. man that has had like police invade his home, well, you know, place where I'm located, right, Um, where I'm living, to have that happen when they're looking for another relative or whatever the case is, it's kind of like as a person in that home, 
as a black person in that home, the police kind of look at you like you're complicit in whatever is taking place in that home. You're complicit in whatever reason they're showing up to that door with plain clothes on, not announcing who they are, guns drawn. Next thing you know, they are blazing, right? So you're complicit in that. So when we see that the response was, okay, wanton endangerment for these neighbors, you know, by the book, it was it was very tricky the way they did it. And it was very, it's very fucking, it's like, like, like our friend says from uh, Don't Try This at Home Radio, shout out to Julio. It was really nasty freaking work, the way this attorney general basically covered up all of these things, um, basically trying to hide things from the grand jury, right? Because at the end of the day, when we think about grand juries, like the public don't know who these people are. They're kind of like this, like, right. they're like these ghosts, right? Things have to be like proven to. And, the, and like the outcome of a case like weighs on these citizens that pay taxes, that vote, that have jury duty. And to this degree, it's the greatest jury duty that that's supposed to be in the land. And it's like, you know, the, the government can't even tell these people the truth. It's really sad. You know what I mean? And on all on all levels. Right. We have a family that just got paid off with this crazy settlement. Right. And again, Daniel Cameron is at the RNC talking about my children can live the American dream and my children can do this and that. Right. And it's like, well, like somebody's child died. And so does 12 million dollars. That's supposed to be the American dream. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like it's the contradictions are all there. The 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 the, the, the tricks are all there. And just just looking in between the lines, you just you, you just just constantly is just like slaps in the face in this moment, in this movement. And um, just within the struggle, it's just it's just more work to be done. It's more education because we're being given we're seeing things that's like obvious. Right. But it's like it's just kind of like, you know, people are like kind of playing in our faces at this point. And in this country right now, it's a large percentage of it that's gearing up for some type of like inevitable like, I don't know. Um, and it's interesting, right? Because white supremacy is the standard of the world, right? And when you think about people like Proud Boys who are marching in my city of Philadelphia with the police, right? When you think about these people, um, it's just like, what are you, what are you so upset for? You know, the guy won, you know. But the thing is, it's like it's a little bit too dark in America, right? It's a little dark. They want to keep the lights on, and so when it's too many niggas, you know, that that that's an issue, and that's really what the issue is. You know what I mean? It's it's back to law and order. It's back to business as usual. In the good old Uncle Sam's land. So, I mean, you know, it's just about at this point for us, it's just we just got to keep teaching. We just got to keep being strategic and just keep, you know, getting together and talking and just like learning and organizing because it's serious because the enemy is organized. So we must do the same. Mm. Very well put, bro. Very well put, man. Um, Yo, I feel like we haven't had this discussion between us in a long, long time. Um. As I see you sip out of your mug like we're on a talk show. Um, but what are we drinking? What are you drinking today, sir? Man, man, man. Four letters. Four letters, man. Beer? No, not not those four letters. I like those two. But on this night, we have some uh, VSOP. Oh. Hmm, hmm. All right. Well, uh, today, um, I am trying this new beer from... Uh, Rivertown, they don't pay me at all, but um, it's an IPA called Orange Bird, and it has a uh, orange puree and vanilla. And I'm fucking with it. Sounds like like a like an IPA smoothie. Yo, man, it, it it's like I'm drinking a creamsicle as yeah. as an IPA. That's, that's what that's that, yeah, that's what came to mind also. 
Like, yeah. I'm also fucking with this um this peanut butter whiskey. Have y'all ever heard of peanut butter whiskey? Billy, you ever <laughs> heard of peanut butter whiskey? I have. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, man. It's like a Reese's with a bite. Like, mm-hmm. This thing got bite to it, man. Like it, it don't fuck around. This whiskey don't. This peanut butter whiskey don't fuck around, man. Like, yeah, it's pretty good though. Um, I usually don't chase or whatever, but like, if you're gonna like take a shot or whatever, at least you know have like some some Coke, a cola, not cocaine, um, <laughs> and some Dr Pepper, uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know uh, that definitely. Also, um. Some cherry, yeah, cherry coke. Also good. Yeah, I thought you were talking cherry Dr Pepper, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or cherry Dr Pepper. Yeah, because right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or cherry vanilla. What? What? However you want to do it. However you want to chase it, you chase it. But um, yeah, this is you know I'm just I'm drinking this pint of the orange bird, and you know I'm taking shots (laughs) of peanut butter whiskey. Mm. You know, um, it's episode sixteen. We back. We got Billy Dixon on. So. Fuck them, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, this episode sixteen. It's it's a Billy Dixon joint. He, you know, he's directing <laughs> it. He's directing and producing it. We just, you know, we just putting everything out right now, man. That, that's how we doing it, man. You know, I, <laughs> I've had a couple. I've, I've had a couple shots. I've been drinking a little bit, but we here though. But yeah, you know, shouts out to you know the family of Brianna Taylor. Um, shouts out to. Louisville, um, shouts out to the ex boyfriend who ain't take that deal, you know, hold him down. They gotta be a GoFundMe somewhere for him, you know, so they can add to his books or something. Um, but yeah, shouts out to. What's up? I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been trying to find out about that. Okay, all right. Let me, you let me know when that happens. Yeah, got you, man. All right, y'all. So we got that out of the way, the seriousness out of the way. I mean, we'll probably get into some... That wasn't even serious, but we'll get into some crazy shit later. Um, I thought you were about to hit us with Kanye real quick, though. When you said I had a couple, and Kanye was like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm and he started mumbling, I'm feeling a little loose right now. Yeah, you know I mean? Yeah. Kind of the hmm. when, when I go Kanye, you'll know if I'm, when I go Kanye. You'll, you'll know. I got you. You'll know. You'll know. You'll know before I know. Cause people will probably text you like, "Yo, he he, he wildin'. <laughs> but uh, yo, man, uh, let's get in the clash of champions, yo, um, yo, Roman, and that's the only thing I want. I don't want to talk about nothing else about clash of champions. I don't want to talk about the Randy match. I don't want to talk about none of that shit. I don't want to talk about Jay Uso against fucking Roman Reigns. That's all I want to fucking talk about. Yeah, it's. He's telling me I'm big ooze. Like, I'm big That's big ooze. That's big ooze. <laughs> he gained weight. He had to, man. Or is it Yo, just he, me? He came out with the shirt off, bro. Like, he gained weight, though. That, like, he was a vest size bigger. Or a vest size and a half. Uh, he he wasn't Roman Reigns. He was a, what, what was his name back in FCW? Leah K? Leah K? Yeah. Like he was kind of swole back then, like that. Yeah, like kind of hurting back. That's yeah. That's like the new yeah. That's the new John. He going back, but it's in retrospect. But it's the new right. shit. The tat is out. You know what I mean, shout out to the tat. Yeah. You know what I mean, and you know, you know the women love it. The Joe, but the the Joe Budden veneers is working. 
you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He is superstar, man. I, we all knew this day was coming. You know what I mean? Shirtless Roman. What what did Wayne Wade say in the gift? I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Big ooze. But you like, can't get, like enough, can't get enough of Shirtless Roman, man. Yo, man, big like, bro, man. Every I know we were all wondering, like, yo, what is the use of wrestling without a crowd? What's the point of this whole Thunderdome shit? But yo, WWE figured it figured it the fuck out with this match because it was nothing but storytelling in this match. Agreed, agreed. Some more, some real fun stuff going on. Real, some real fun stuff, despite you know. Yeah, because I listen to a lot of stuff and I go back and listen to highlights. I'm just not currently on the network, but a lot of fun stuff I see going on that you know keep that dollar coming in. Oh, my subscription been canceled. You know, shout out to want 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 you know because you know I ain't no snitch. You know, <laughs> but shout out to them. <laughs> you know who had the stream. You know, you know, shout out to that website. You know, so, but man, like. Like, I watched this match, like, three times, man. I ain't never watched the match so much. I just love the way Roman was talking his shit. And it just felt, it felt true. It resonated. Like, man, like, I, I felt for Jay. And then Jimmy came out and just, man. It all made, like, what wrapped it up for me was how Paul looked the whole time. Because mm. I, I think I said this on the last episode or whatever. Like, the way Paul looks really tells the story. Because, like, he looks afraid of Roman. We ain't never seen Paul afraid of nobody who he's representing. Mm. Right. But he afraid of him. Mm. And it's just like... Bro, like what the f- like what the fuck is going on? Like, man. See, that's like, the thing. I think, yeah, I think that when you have a star such as him, right? And I mean, he's see, I and I don't I, I wanna I wanna get a comparison. I don't know if I wanna say like I don't know. I mean, like, I don't like when it's come to sports or anything, but like you think the span of his career, right, and his developmental situation at FCW, like you just brought up. You bring up Shield stuff. You bring up Rumble stuff. Then you bring up Taker Man. Like the span is kind of like it's a lot of jewels in there, but the public reaction, yeah, I mean, reception. He's a professor. He's a Drake professor of wrestling. Drake, Drake, yes, yes. And so when we think about, hold up, hold up, all Billy, of, would that be far off to say? Uh, um. As far as popularity and blowback and you know stuff like that, you know, I mean, I will, I will put, I will put Cena more in that spot than I will put Roman. If you ask me, Ooh. Uh, Ooh. I feel like uh, I don't mean to cut you off, but I feel like um, it's hard to it's hard to describe Roman because like I don't feel like uh, it. it Cena never agreed to do this thing, so it's kind of uncharted territory. Like to, like for example, like if you wanted to compare him to like a famous, famous rapper that like got heat, and then like they were, everybody was like, "Oh, we love him again," right? Like that kind of art doesn't normally exist. It's kind of like once that switch happens, that's for life for the most mm-hmm. part. So it's weird to see this like three sixty. I mean, 
because I, I, I happen to uh, study the art of this business. I, I, Talk I, your I under- shit. Talk your I, shit. I, I mean, I understand. I understand. Uh, I understand why this is happening. Like, I, I get why this is happening. So, like, I think the biggest thing is like uh, wrestling fan culture is like wanting to be like, uh, like, like feeling like you in the booking meeting, right? Like you, like you, you, you amongst. This picture of Vince McMahon, um, all the other writers, you know, and 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 feeling like you can see things ahead of time, right? So like right. with the with the Roman thing, it's like it was like a rerun, you know. We saw the show, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's why he got the blowback because for me, what was confusing until I like thought about it was that like I don't think this man is doing anything bad. Like these are not other bangers. I mean, he goes out there and he like. Over delivers um, in the ring, and and, and and I've I've yet to see a piss poor Roman Reigns match, and even when people were shitting on the match with Undertaker, I mean, watching it back, there was only one box that ruined the whole match. I mean, that was that was that was a, that was a banger too, Undertaker. Uh, so to me, like, I think it's just like being a baby face in that position in the WWE is near impossible, right? So like, at some point you you gonna get that heat. So I think for 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 them, seeing him as like what they always thought he was is now garnering this positive response because like wrestling psychology for mainstream wrestling is you have to work opposite of, of of everything. So now that you know the WWE is acknowledging people didn't like this motherfucker. Now they're like, yes, we don't like him, but now we like him. So it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's hard. But I, I, I love it. I love the the, the match with uh, Jay. I thought they told a really powerful story, um, and not one Canadian destroyer was used. You know. Yes. Uh, you know, nobody had to bleed. Nobody had to to you know slap their leg a hundred fucking times. Like it was just. It was it was the basics, and I'm a big fan of. Simplistic wrestling, um, and letting and letting and letting uh, the, the 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 people in the ring dictate the art that's being presented. So for me, like um, the shit talk was beautiful because it felt like just the thirty year later version of them fighting as kids. Like exactly because I remember my cousin AJ and me uh, fighting as kids. And why that same shit talk was there. And if we were to go to a bar and get into a bar fight, we'd probably be saying the same shit, you know? So it felt real. And I think the story is real, obviously. The way they promoted this, going in and out of kayfabe, was good. Um, and to me, this was the best match of the year I've seen uh, from anywhere. Uh, I've seen some pretty good work, but this is what pro wrestling is supposed to be. You know, that ha-ha shit, that ironic shit, like, I, there's people I fuck with that do that shit on the regular. There's a space for that. And at the end of the day, what draws the money, what draws the interest, what draws people back to watch? Like, the SmackDown rating will probably get a pop, right? Like, it'll get, like, a little bit of a bump mm-hmm. off of the high off of this match. Because at the end of the day, raw emotion is what sells professional wrestling tickets. So, I mean, the rest of the show, I thought the show was good overall. I fucked with the ambulance match. That was also some really good storytelling. I fucked with that, too. Uh, shout out to Oscar Double Duty. Uh, but like, you know, uh, 
you know, the, 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 the COVID making her, 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 uh, her of fat. I mean, she ain't complaining. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody been profiting more off of COVID than Oscar. So shout out to the homie Oscar. But like, right. uh, Yo, yeah. Oscar be eating. Oscar been eating. Good. <laughs> Yo, so, um, hey, Lorenzo. So I know this goes back episodes, tweets, and everything. Everybody knows I got a hood affinity for Jimmy Uso. Right, like that, like that's my dog, that's my nigga. Like I, I fuck, I've always thought that Jimmy Uso is the real Uso. But you put me on. You was like, "Yo, Jay is about that action." Yeah, they, they, they both on the level. Yo, Jay, from the Chronicle to the match, Jay so to the point to that, I was like, "Yo, Jay could could actually have a great singles run." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to see a Jay. Like after I watched that match, I was like, I'd love to see Jay on, on a singles run. Like man, now you want to see it because it's like on Sunday, you know, it was like this like revelation, right? It was like yeah. a lot of like, and I mean, you even go across every. You know what I mean, like you could tell this is really one of them ones because like it's not really like, you know me, I you know I listen to everybody. I, you know for the most part, I try to. Um, but for the people who like spoke on this match, it's really, I mean, with the exception of probably one show, and I think we know what they talking about, the 1099 show. Nobody's paying 1099 for that. Anyway, yeah. no, nobody on this side, but anyway. Um, yeah, man, it's like, it was this, like, I don't know, it was just so much, when I saw the match, for me, it was like, this is probably the best story I've seen like play out since like mania, some of the mania stuff, some of the boneyard stuff, Randy Edge stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like it's kind of like okay, this is the vibe that the company is on now. And now that you're saying that like Jacob, you know, potentially have like this run, like we we this was just like a preview of that. It was just like a real good trailer, you know what I mean, and a real good intro into like what's 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 potential in his career. Yeah, because like I know like you know, it was announced and they was really throwing everything behind like this whole Big E run. Like, yo, Big E's by yeah. himself. So he's about to, and it's just like, all right, Big E's about to have a run. But this with Jay, if they do give him a singles run, this feels a lot more organic than the Big E run. I don't know, you know, I don't want to, yeah. you know. No, you're you right. Know. though. It's a lot more padding there. It's a lot more like, and I don't know, he got some shit too, but he got some I, shit too, because like I'm not I, yeah, gonna I mean, say like he's had some bangers with, with Seamus and everything, but this thing with fucking with Jado, like that, like that whole thing, like just you trying to take food off my tape, like it it was a lot dead. It was a lot dead. It, it was like he was saying, it was levels, but for me. It was layers to this, man. Like, like um, Billy was saying, weaving in and out of kayfabe, and we don't be saying kayfabe on this show. Like, right? We really we give y'all some jewels tonight, man. We give y'all some fucking jewels. Wrestling, like wrestling. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, oh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. My, my sister passed me a blunt while she was before she go on the shower. I, that's that's love right there. I respect it. Here's the thing about like the WWE product, right? So, what I've what I've noticed is that 
the the stuff that has gotten the, like the critically acclaimed stuff and the fan respected stuff is stuff that just acknowledges what we already know, right? So we already know that you know Joe and and uh, Jacob backed up as soon as the match was over. You know when they call when they call when they call off air they backed up. And in the promotion of the match, they pretty much acknowledged that that was going to happen anyways. You know what I'm saying? So the way that they, the, the way that WWE is promoting their, their storylines and things like that, they're just taking pages out of like HBO's 24 and things like that. They're taking pages out of actual real sports um, uh, promotion now uh, as, with them and stuff. I mean, they still doing that hokey shit. They always going to do that. But like, for the selling points, they, they, they're acknowledging more and more and more Thank God that it's the work. Because you just acknowledge that this ain't this ain't real. But here's how we're building this narrative. And here's how we're building a narrative, but there's still real intent, there's still real drive, there's still real focus behind this one man trying to get a top spot, this one man trying to keep his top spot. Them both having a, a, a complex because they come from uh, the family with the longest line in the history of the business. That's intriguing shit. It's 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 it's, it's fake because they fuck with each other, but it's real because if I was Jay Uso, yeah, I've never gotten a shot to just do my own shit. I've never gotten a shot to do my own shit. My brother, my brother's older than me by nine minutes, and that, that nigga think he can tell me everything. And then my cousin Joe think he can tell me everything. I'm the fucking baby of this shit. My dead uncle got me into this shit when I was broke and I had a one year old. This is my shot that I never thought would happen. I can't throw this away. That's real shit for the character and for the performer. But at the same time, now you're throwing this kayfabe element that could be true. Maybe, you know, Roman telling yo, we, we doing a step your shit up, which happens, you know, like, because in my opinion, I'm going to tell you this, it's very obvious watching that stuff that Roman is in the right, the writer's room. It's very obvious. Definitely. Definitely. Very, very obvious that, it, that this is not crafted solely by Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon, um, no, 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 Because it, it, to me, if I'm on the rings and I'm a cancer survivor coming back to work, number one, I'm getting hazard pay. That nigga's getting hazard pay. Number two, if we're talking, we talking business, business, the nigga's getting hazard pay and the nigga's only going to work people that he know ain't going to fuck his shit up because he's immunocompromised. So, of course, his first opponent is going to be fam. Period. He ain't going to have no plug. You know, he 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 did his little spot with Roman and Braun, and I wouldn't touch Braun with a ten foot pole. No, you know it is what it is. But like, now we are gonna get into him telling the story in a way that's super comfortable. So I think it's some good shit. Um, I, I I I when WWE do good shit, I will always put them over creatively for it as a business. They're abhorrent. They're a horrible place to work for. But when the art is good, the art is good. I can't I can't pretend like it's not. Facts. Right. When you said what you were saying, Billy, I got a question to ask y'all because we've seen we've seen this before, yo, in in, in certain layers. Bluetooth mode. Okay, thank you. No problem. Um, okay, now you're kind of scaring me. Please, <laughs> no more of that. Um, could this be our Owen versus Brett? It's certain. It's in in that type of layer. In that type of layer, as far as family ties and everything, but in a, in a way, it's kind of like almost the reverse because it's like Roman, like yo, like like I'm like this is 
is like Roman, like like Brett didn't want to acknowledge that he was at the head of the table. It's Roman, like yo, I'm at the head of this table. I'm feeding the family. You're gonna get this payday. You're gonna get your ass beat, and it's gonna be all good afterwards. Like <laughs> this is what this is what Owen yeah. was trying to was, was trying to get us to see in Brett. Yeah, you know, and now it's just Roman. Like yeah, like. Whatever they say, I am. I am. What what what? Fifty say in power. Whatever they say, he did. He did that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like man, like one of the best storylines right now in this thing we call professional wrestling. Um, I want to ask y'all about something else. Something else that like I didn't really expect to be intriguing, but it is intriguing. Um, this Alexa Bliss theme thing. Hmm. How y'all feeling about that? Yeah. Oh no, just man. Man, see, it's 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 it, it is that you know why? Because I think that um, I think people have like touched on this like before it's even like taking place. Like people have like fantasy booked. You know what I mean? Like. This thing, and when you see those things, you kind of hear those conversations. It's like, well, that's something that the company would probably do. Um, but again, it's like with certain stories, you know, in 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 now they in Amway Arena, right? You know, the the, the yeah. new bubble. Um, but yeah, man, I just feel like once we think of things that could possibly have, I think this J thing is like fresh. It's one of those things that's like you know, in the story, you know. It's there, but the pairing of them two, it's it 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 is kind of as the viewer. I agree with Billy. It is kind of like meh. It's it's like predictable, but I feel like you know if this particular company is really interested in like actual creative stuff, like they're doing with Roman and Jay, I just feel like there's a lot of possibilities with those two. But it's all about what they're going to pull the trigger on with them, right? Because we always talk about, like, you know, something that could happen. Okay, boom. Then, like, they book, you know, a stable or they book a certain tag team. And then from there, we make further things that we want to see happen. And then they don't do it in that exact fashion, particularly, right? So I just think, you know, it's all about how creative they want to get with it. But the pairing in and of itself, I think, is something that, like, we kind of, like, knew that they were going to dive on, especially, like, in a time Mm -hmm. like this. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a it's a um, indictment on the current situation and their lack of preparedness and control of their roster, right? So I'm looking yeah. at this way more from the micro than the macro, right? So like mm. on paper, on paper, it's like this just fucking sucks, right? But if we think about structurally as a company, right? Uh, they don't have like WWE has become a territory again. Like all pro wrestling for the most part, is back in the territories, right? We got this, like, group of people. It's a small group of people, and we got to rotate through the com- combinations. And people we've been and people we've out. Like, Charlotte Fair hasn't been on television in months, you know what I mean? So, like, that's... It, 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 this is parallels to, like, 80s and 70s, like, territory wrestling. So, for me, the problem with the, the, the theme thing and the rest thing... Also, I don't really watch the early programming besides the pay-per-views, because I... It, oof. That's trauma sitting through some of that shit. But, like, um... The problem from what the problem from what I see is that like it's clear that they don't have opponents for their top guys. Like that's the, the, the number one issue is that they have to create opponents for top guys. Right? So like it's clear that like the fiend does not have anybody to start shit with. There's no baby face for the fiend to start shit with. So they gotta give him something else to do. So what is he gonna do? He's gonna fuck with Alexa Bliss. 
The problem with the Alexa Bliss thing, right, is that she's willing to turn him babyface because it's clear from the fan base that they all want to fuck her, right? Like we just we just talking straight facts. She's yeah. one of the she's one of them ones that everybody want to fuck. All right, it is what it is. So now you you're making this guy cool instead of making him creepy because she's doing the thing that like every guy in high school tried to do with his girl, which is like kind of sort of groom her into like his idea of what he wants his girl to be. So why would that be sinister if your audience is predominantly male? And also, the aesthetics of the theme are pleasing to the female consumer. So it's not really evil. And also, she's beating the shit out of his limits, who none of us fuck with. So, like, explain to me how I'm supposed to do that. But the problem is, is like, where does that go? Are you going to build to some huge mixed tag team match at WrestleMania for the two of them? Because that's what I would do. If you're going to make them a thing, you got to make them a thing all the way. I mean, Alexa Bliss is a great actress, right? And she's confident in the ring. Like, I'm not going to say she's Manami Toyota some shit, but she can get the job done. So you can do something intriguing with them in that kind of environment or in the hell in the cell kind of environment. But the problem is, is that none of these employees at WWE are taking COVID seriously. So they keep getting positive over and over and over. The roster's fucking depleted. So when it's time to write the show, you got less characters. It's like playing a video game are rocking all the characters, and then all of a sudden, a glitch knocks out half of them motherfuckers. And that's the problem with this Alexa Fiend shit. There's nowhere for them to go, so they have to focus on her while he's on the screen. And why is he not at TV? Think about that. If he ain't taking this shit seriously himself and got a positive test. I don't know. Maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist. But it's, 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 there's, there's no direction, you know? That's the big thing with WWE programming right now. There's no real direction. We're not building nothing. Besides the Roman shit, the Sasha and Bailey shit, okay, cool. Everything else, we kind of just, it's kind of just floating. So that's kind of why WWE programming seems so, like, push and pull right now. Because motherfuckers ain't fucking staying at home in quarantine, and so they can't really write anything somewhat long-term. I love it. Like, everything you just, yeah. Yeah. And that's why you go through, like, this... Hold up, Renzo. Can you please, because you were speaking on the confidence of Alexa in the ring, how many um, championship reigns does Alexa Bliss have? I think she's like on five, right? Statue. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Seven. so. Seven? If you include the tag belts. Yes. Wow. Like, that's like what, second to Charlotte? Mm, shit. Might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like Big yeah, Bang. Five and two, that's seven. Yeah, that's it, close to like, Charlotte. Yeah, like, like like Big Bank is, you know, is, is into Alexa. And, you know, it. some of it, like I, like, I agree. Some of it is meant, and some of it has been kind of intriguing because, like, one, I guess for, for me, I've never seen Alexa Bliss in any other character than how she's ever always been. So to see her like give like that thousand yard stare and to see her like slowly kind of like dread her head out a little bit or whatever and just like doing the sister Abigail, you know, it's just like, oh, okay. But you know, it's also the the flip side, like, okay, so where is Bray in all of this? Mm-hmm. You know, what's going on? It you know, 
that's a lot more intriguing than the shit I'm seeing on Raw. Like that's what I'm, SmackDown's been a totally better show than Raw for like the past couple of months now. I don't know what the fuck they're doing on Raw. Like this whole Murphy fuck around with Rey Mysterio's daughter type shit. Uh, like it's just fucking yeah, we, weird. Yeah, as, as Bill said. Mm. Like that shit's weird. Like um, the only thing is <laughs> the only thing that's. Like the only thing that's really fucking saving raw, it used to be raw underground, but they done fucking gentrified that shit. And then, you know, the hurt business is doing hurt business shit. But now, like, where the fuck Cedric at? Like, is he hurt, or does he got the does he got the Roni? Like, what the fuck going on? Mm. Um, like, I feel like Keith Lee needs to get drafted to SmackDown. Um, like retribution is whack as fuck. They got on these weird ass, you know, face masks and shit. Like, I mean, but they're the, but they're the best thing on Twitter right now. Their clapbacks and Twitter game is like top notch. But man. like, <laughs> but like, you know, it's like what Joe Budden said. Like, I'm a double down. That shit is two packs of ass. Like, I don't know Bro. what the fuck is going on with some of this shit with retribution. But Twitter game top notch. Everything else, nigga, what? I mean, it's because the these niggas are bored. These <laughs> writers are bored. Like, you know, you, you know, working. T bar. T bar. Listen, everything's a joke, right? So like WWE, WWE is like, but like they're petty as fuck, right? So all of this is like clear messaging about where they stand. Politically, right? Like retribution right. Is, is 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 supposed to be like <laughs> y'all want racial equality, dumb fucks. Like you know, so we gotta make y'all look as stupid as possible, right? And then like the the uh, Aaliyah uh, Betty Murphy thing is clearly like a fuck. You're speaking out. We support our employees. We gonna have they back, and we gonna make fun of how stupid you are. And that's what it is, right? Like that's their position. So like the raw, which is their juggernaut, is like they they don't give a fuck about. SmackDown, like, I, I, you know, I don't know whether the writing teams change or if it's one unified writing team. But also, when you get paid a billion dollars to produce one show versus uh, a third or maybe a fifth of that to produce another show, your priorities are going to fucking change, you know? So, like, you're going to see a lot of social commentary in WWE because they're bored and they got nothing to do. You know, this is the same, you know, this is the same company who one of the top executives talked about dick jokes for 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't have the hustle and bustle of traveling. They don't have the stresses of, like, so for, like, right now, like, they have a really good, like, God, I read the corporate site way too much. But, like, they have a lot of good, like, business leverage right now, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. every major brand is, is, is uh, like, kind of like a sucker right now. So, as, as bad as Raw is, and as low as the ratings are, they have leverage to be like, well, you still gotta pay for our shit. Pay for our shit. You know, that's what they're doing, and that's how they feel attaining and getting more money in sponsorships, because they're one of the few shows producing live content outside of uh, professional sports. Mm-hmm. You know, like, regular TV shows, like, like, it's fair, right? So, it's like, we should be getting ready to see some new TV shows roll out, but we're not. You know? Yo, they had they had to grab that uh that little they they're trying to call it a bad boy spinoff the the Gabriel Union show from like the it, it was like on an internet or whatever it was like an internet show or whatever 
like a web series. They had to bring that on Fox. Yeah. And now yeah. they're trying to and now they're trying to film season two, like while they're like it's just like what are y'all doing? like it's, it's, it's the it's the it's the ad it's the ad race for content. It's the race for for putting it on something fresh and new and stacking it up. You know what I mean? So that's why WWE has all this leverage right now. And they can do whatever the fuck they want. I mean, besides like you know them not really giving a shit about anything. But like that's why you gonna see this shit. And it's gonna get worse. Like at some point they may do something with Matt Riddle taking it there. They've already alluded to it. You know what I'm saying? Like um. Uh, what was I watching? I was watching something, and I'm like, wow, that was right on the nose. They didn't even try to be slick about that. Something on one of these shows that was, like, on Twitter. Everybody was going crazy about it. But, like, the thing about it, right, is, like, here's he, he where, like, here's my challenge for wrestling on Twitter that they can never do, right? Don't talk about it for, like, two weeks. If you don't mention WWE programming for two weeks, don't watch it, don't tweet it, don't talk about it, those storylines will all drop will all drop and they will switch targets and do something else because social media data which i watch a lot of azalea Banks live streams and i do believe she is the matrix but like um that data is precious and that's a lot of money in the data a tweet talking shit about them a tweet talking positive or a tweet like being somewhat indifferent about them is still capital still money so like i i, I really want people on wrestling twitter wrestling fans don't talk about raw or smackdown for two weeks just see, just see, let's just see what happens. Because I can tell you right now, Titan Tower, or aka the Amway Center right now, they will lose their fucking shit. Mm. And, I, and, I, and I'll be the first to, to accept that. Uh, on, on, right let's on the, do it. I will not. I, you know, I'm, that's that's Two easy weeks. work. So I, listen, I, got, I got a good four in me. Try me. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it, Bill. I'm, I'm with you. Let's do it. No tweeting about Raw SmackDown for two weeks. All right, we're doing it. All right, all right. We, we 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 are standing. We in welcome everybody. Welcome all the listeners, please. Yes, all the listeners. If y'all can do it, let us know. But we stand in solidarity with our brethren. We we doing it. We doing it. Two weeks. It's not even like that. It's not even like that. Like that. It's just for data. Like it's a science experiment. If no one talked about Raw or SmackDown for two weeks. What would happen? What would the creative shift be? Mm. Stone Cold returns. We're like, you don't got a butt for a year, bro. Just, just stun people. <laughs> um, so you the, the Rock, number 30 in the Rumble. I'm telling you, some crazy shit will go down if they didn't get that social media data because it's, it's you know, I got my little ears everywhere. I'm telling you, that shit would be <laughs> funny as fuck. That's a bit scramble. I do feel like in some way they're building towards Reigns versus Rock and WrestleMania. Oh, money. The money. money. Oh, Tribal, Chief. Tribal Chief versus what? Tribal OG? Like <laughs> Tribal Tribal God. Let me explain something to you. The Rock did this a favor earlier this year when he bought his uh his asset. Oh yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah, buddy. You sit at the table I built. He said, I... "Paul, who? I'm Mike." That's <laughs> <laughs> like no. Oh man, that, that's just 
That's just money. That that <laughs> yo, well they always say what the uh the WrestleMania um promo package between uh Rock and Stone Cold is like the best one ever with the whole Limp Biscuit My Way. Can you imagine the promo package for Reigns versus Rock? Bro, what's the song? Who gonna who gonna get that that credit? Like who gonna get who gonna get the, the official theme song of <laughs> who gonna get that check? They, they won't. They, they I, I'll say who they. I'll say who they should they get. Huh? I'll say who they should get, but they won't spend the money on. They just gonna get Florida. He gonna record some shit over some tribal drums. <laughs> <laughs> Florida rock, rock rains. Yeah, you know I mean it's the sh- shit. Yeah, you know the fucking you know the fucking gift of Bugs Bunny saw in Florida off of the United States. That's what that match is gonna do. Depending on what mania they have it at. I know the next one is in LA. I don't know the next few. This would this wouldn't pay for licensing for uh he wouldn't pay for the licensing for a Nipsey song. He he'd look at it you like what? Is that facts? <laughs> <laughs> no, this news? Or this what would be called? Is if they had, um, because he he did the open, if they did John Cena Mary in the package. He did what? Mm. If they had John Cena narrate the package. Okay, that could be fly. Because, you know, they, they, they need a cut. When it comes to these WrestleMania events, they like to overload them. So you had John Cena, so like, yeah, I fought both of them, and like, he pushed them over, you know what I'm saying? Like, but and it's kind of like you know also but then also you could like you know play a little seat there with Cena sticks the winner and finally turns heel or whatever but you know it, it, that's a that's a that's a that's a good that math that makes too much sense Billy nah I mean nah they do some shit that makes sense I ain't gonna say they don't but at the same time uh, I know John Cena's agent is like oh yeah we're not touching that wrestling shit with a ten foot pole you know you could do you could do some little song song uh, and also the Rock Squad I don't know how they would. Withstand taking bumps for more than two minutes at this point, because uh, you 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 reach a fifty and you uh you're looking like that. That is a, not an act of God. I will put it that way. So I don't know if that match will actually happen, or it would be like on some Rock Goldberg shit. You know what I mean? Mm. Would it? How long did Cena um Cena Rock go? At least what like what fifteen minutes? Uh, over twenty both times, I think. Yeah, yeah, Rock ain't there no more. Rock, it, yeah, I don't think Rock can give us 20, 20 It's plus. just the muscles. It's, it's the muscles are actually weak. His muscles are actually weak. Like, mm-hmm. it's all for show. That yeah. nigga, if he did a dump in Jack DB and fucking ICU in 30 minutes, like, he he, he, he was tall after I first seen the match from what I heard. And then the second one, he was fucked up. Uh, yeah, it. It's not. I'm not taking shots, you know. Thanks for what you did for the business, you know. When you jump in and out of your blackness, but you know. But yeah, that I don't think that match would actually happen. That whole comment was like, you know, the gif of uh, of Prince doing the interview and he looks at the camera. That's <laughs> 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 that's what that reminded me of, yo. <laughs> but yo, we was talking about Reigns and Rock. Now something else has been brewing. CM Punk that has something to say. Well, CM Punk ain't had nothing to say, but um, an interview. Some complex had interviewed uh, 
Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns then talked to him about CM Punk. Um, I'm not going to tell you all the complete quote because I didn't have it, and I don't feel like finding it and reading it, y'all. But y'all, if y'all want to do the research, go on your Twitters. Um, he was basically saying, like, yo, I don't like the guy. I don't know many people who do fuck with him like that, but I don't fuck with him. But business is business, and if we can make money doing this shit, then I'm with the shits. Mm. That's basically yeah. what he said. That's basically what he said. He was, you know, do you think CM Punk Roman Reigns makes money? Oh. Is there a bag for CM Punk there? I mean, is there? <laughs> but like, he'll you know, last longer than Dwayne. Pause. He'll last longer. Listen, it's there, but is again just like just like Bill said, and just like Bill keeps, yeah. You know I mean, it's just it's just facts on facts on facts. It's like, you know, the capacity. Like, are they going to find the capacity to book that? Because they know they can make money. They make that. They you know. They're in the Amway. They can do they a cash out at quarter. Yeah. But you know they reach. Unless you know the they reach. Unless, they... unless the Roni mm-hmm. leaves and we all meet up at you know in Englewood. I think the Roni here to stay. You know what I mean? Virus has been here <laughs> since the dawn of man. You just got to contain that thing. You, you just got to contain that thing. And if you don't, you know what I mean? The people in charge, they know what to do. They just rather not. So same thing like with this particular company. It's like they have like they can do whatever they can do. Like you said, they can do whatever they want to do. But it's like what like 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 will they? I think it would just something else for people to see him pop up on backstage. I think that was like a certain moment for certain people. You know, the punk stuff is very, you know, divisive um, in, in, in wrestling circles, right? Um, but as far as, like, being booked for a match, like, is, like, things that have to probably be a certain way for him? I don't know. What, what do he want? Because, like, 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 that's the thing. It's there, but are they going to provide him with that, whatever he's asking for? It's a, it's a lot of probably legal jargon that got to take place. So, I, you know, it's just, man... Is you know all you know we we fantasy book away, but he's gonna have to put over Roman, and we all know he ain't doing that. But if they give him the bag, he'd have to put over Roman. He'd not necessarily, not necessarily. You don't think so? You you gotta you gotta pay attention to the product. If you over forty years old and you coming back for a bag, you getting those W's back to back to back to back, and then you gotta. You got to win, 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 and then all of a sudden you put somebody over on the way out. So if, if Punk were to come in, do a couple shots, he's definitely going to be going over. I mean, that's just how that works. Um, and then you would build to, to, to him do, like, let's say he do a year deal. It's like Goldberg, win, 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 then do a job on your way out, you know? Um, I, I, to me, listen, I, 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 CM Punk is like Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz, right? So like he 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 wasn't supposed to this wasn't supposed to happen. Like this dad was not supposed to happen, and then it happened. And then he met the wizard and all that shit. And then he killed the he killed uh the good witch, John Cena, right? By proving that like I make just as much money as he does, and then I fucked him up. And instead of like, and then you know, he goes to the wizard, right? And it's like all right, like I, I, I'm the guy. Like I've been the guy. Like you, you, y'all don't fuck with me. But instead of like 
how it ends with Dorothy winds up at home is like seeing Punk winds up on a therapist couch talking about how Oz fucked him up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because like WWE is 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 like bullshit disguised as like this weird fucking meritocracy where like he passed all of their 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 tests. Where if you're not, you know, the the prototype, no pun intended, you gotta jump through these endless hurdles. And every hurdle he passed, right? Like he gave Taker, in my view, top five best matches of that man's whole career. Top Thanks. three of his whole top three of his whole streak, right? And he like put doubt into the fact of Taker retaining the streak, which was like such an impressive feat to do. Because in for my me, opinion, like, he should have been the one to end it. Well, there was enough momentum there, right? But yeah. at the very least, at the very least, right? Like the whole thing about his whole his whole like his whole beef is like never getting the main event of WrestleMania, which is like very legitimate, right? So when you look at 2013 and you had Roxena and the build was like flat, like flat. And and but then it's like Punk, right? Punk was the champion for 400 something days. Had he made it to WrestleMania, he would have had 500 days. Then you put take a streak on the line, you do a title versus streak, right? There's so much more intrigue. That's a, a big way to do a, a buy-in. And, you know, WWE loves saying double, triple, quadruple, five-way, six-way main events on their pay-per-views. You could have made, made way for that. So, I mean, to me, he's got a... The reason why he's never going to come back is because, like, he knows the system. He knows what it is. He knows the devil that he's, he's, he, he's fucking with. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's money, right? So let's say he blow through his money. He's going to be back. That's just the way it works. But I think that he's a little stronger than that. Punk don't need them as much as they need Punk right now. Punk's good. That's a, this is a man who probably showers twice a month. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, this is you're not spending crazy amounts of money, you know? And he got side hustles. And that UC paycheck was huge. So he don't really need to go back. And, you know... In his way, because he's a petty motherfucker, by being an employee of Fox, not WWE, and being on the WWE show, shitting all over the product, mercilessly, that's his way of winning the war. So if you win in the war in his brain by doing this shit, through this like employment loophole, why would you then say, yeah, I want to work for Mr. Grant? After you just, in your mind, got to say on uh, a TV show that oh, not a lot of people watch, but like, this product fucking sucks. Mm. So I, I I don't see the, I don't see Pop coming back unless he broke. If he's broke, he'll be back. But I, I doubt that will happen. I love you. I love you, bro. Like you, dog. this is business. What do we say every episode, yo? This this the one. This the one. <laughs> we always say- one is the one. Every you gotta drop. You gotta drop the heat every time. Oh my gosh. It's heat to me. I hope you all feel the same. <laughs> all right, man. So let's just talk about the craziness that was last night with this whole <laughs> debate shit, man. Like, I didn't watch a lot of it. I saw little clips, and I was just like, nah, fam. But, uh, yo, Lo, you know you are a resident, you know, a, re- a resident political, uh, you know, analyst, you know, more than Van Jones, you know, you, 
And he had quite some words last night himself. You know, we 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 gotta we gotta hear from you, brother. Like you fill us in, like from what from your standpoint. All right, so I you know I'll get I I, I want to start, Billy. If you Billy, if you want to chime in, because I didn't really didn't watch too much, you know. So I I, I want to hear y'all how y'all felt about it. Mm-hmm. So in uh in electoral politics, um, there, there have often been like debates right now not i'm not talking about the current modern era just thinking about like 1800s it's always been the white guys get up there and talk they shit and try to spin the people to see who the you know new master gonna be right we fast forward to 1960 the election of 1960 features uh john f kennedy and uh and uh good old uh richard nixon now richard nixon would eventually go on to become president um but he ran in the election of 1960 and that was the first televised presidential debate now when you watch the debate you know i you know i had to do all the shit for school man when you watch the debate you can see that like nixon like you know i don't i don't you know you know who i am right but in in, in the parameter in the parameters of at this point in the parameters of electoral politics in these debates like Nixon won the debate, you know what I mean? Like, he was, like, kind of the more, like, aggressive one. He kind of was, like, you know... So you kind of had to watch this debate from a perspective of a person that's watching the debate in the 1960s, right? So forget, uh, you know, Gore, Bush stuff. Forget all of that shit, you know, fucking, like, Jimmy Carter, Reagan. Forget all of that, like, because that's not there yet. Like, you got to imagine yourself as a person in the 1960s that's watching this televised event for the first time in history. But JFK, you know, and this is like, you know, television only really been out for like 12 years for the people that had one in their home, right? Thinking about America, right? Right after the 50s. So people are looking at this like JFK cat and it's like to them, like he he handsome, he younger. You know what I mean? It's never been a nigga that's president like younger than like 60 at this point. You know what I mean? And, you know, for a lot of people, that was like a fresh thing. So this is like the dawn of like, what we know media as now, like literally, like this first tele, like this first televised debate, like it kind of like set up a lot of things for how we produce things in sports, how we produce things in professional wrestling, like the versus effect, right? Like, cause I don't know mm-hmm. if y'all saw, but on ABC, like that, they're, <laughs> they're fucking advertising this as like Trump Biden, the main event. Like, I don't, I don't, and like they have their two pictures facing off against each other, like fucking Tyson and Holyfield, right? So it's mm-hmm. like this, it's like a joke, like the media is like playing in our face, right? So it's like they set it up as this like smoke screen from Rip, right? You know what I mean? Like this is just like this dog and pony show we're going to make seem so serious. And this is supposed to be the most important election and all of these things that they're saying, right? Um, but again, back to earlier, it's just kind of like they're playing in our face. What took place last night, I think, was probably the most egregious, ab- abhorrent, a word that was used earlier, display of uh, what we know as like electoral politics that are then televised by these uh you know media conglomerates and even when you look at the post like debate coverage of it because i didn't watch the debate uh in total i uh did some self-care around uh like the half hour point mm-hmm. um wanted to jump back into you know what we what they call in, in sports right because they playing in our face this like post game post debate analysis right because it's funny on the film head of state you know, the woman, and she was a black woman that was moderating the debate. I don't think I've ever seen a black woman moderate 
a presidential debate in real life. That's like it, that movie is like glorious. There's a lot of the parody and the satire and that is glorious. But anyway, she says in the movie that, you know, we're going to flip this coin and, you know, it's by coin flip like that, that it, it, it that that joke right there is just like Chris Rock was telling us like, you know, again, like this shit is a joke. They're playing in our face. They had the Monday night football music, the whole nine. But to just get back on on on, on subject, like last night was just like ridiculous right now if you look at some of that stuff that took place in 2016 um trump you know again in the parameters of what we know as a presidential debate right um he was a bit more uh like tactical and strategic like you know just kind of just like toying around with hillary around email stuff around you know her time as a senator in new york you know and all of these things right calling her an elite calling her all of these things but now Trump is the elite, right? And he is kind of the person that's president now. He's not campaigning. And a lot of, you know, his supporters and many other supporters throughout the years of certain candidates, um, if a president is running, if an incumbent president is running a, a running, a president that's currently in office, the base of this particular like politician acts as if he's like a free agent. Like he's not president right now. Like he kind of like like the presidency is almost vacated. That's how some people act. You know what I mean? That support these politicians when they're running for president after four years. You know what I mean? I saw it firsthand, you know what I mean, doing some of the work I did in 2012, right? On the, on the Democratic side, right? So thinking about how this thing is supposed to be done, it was really done out of order. It was really sad. It was all of the things that we know to not be good, all of those words, you know what I mean? Right. Um, I think as you peruse the networks, like, you know, MSNBC is really proud of Joe Biden. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, kind of the, the narrative is like he's staying, he stood his ground, depending on what show you watch, right? Show by show, the narrative might change. Like if you turn on MSNBC at 6 a.m., Joe Scarborough, you know, former, you know, how, congressman, right, from Massachusetts, he, you know, he's a former Republican, you know, but he's like a Reagan type Republican, like that kind of has like certain like liberal, neoliberal type like views, but they still kind of got like that conservative thing where it's like, if you're going to be president, like kind of be nice about it, like those kind of Republicans, right? So people like John McCain and Mitt Romney, those types of Republicans, right? The ones that, you know, in fact, ran against Obama. But long story short, man, um, it was it was just trash. And I think that within this particular election, again, uh, you know, vote how you may. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not here to necessarily like prop up these two candidates. Um, I have my select candidates I'll be voting for um, from another party outside of this, you know, American duopoly. Because um, they're, you know, it's pretty much like two sides of the same coin, right? It's like the 50 cent coin. It's, it's, it's all the same shit. So, you know, and that's, and that's literally a physical representation of that currency in, in the United States, what's on the front versus what's on the back. Whole another story, and I know I'm kind of tangentializing right now, um, but pretty much for me, that's that's how uh, that's that that that's basically it. That sums it up. It was just a really uh, it was an actual display because it looks like it it almost looked like a Saturday Night Live skit, right? But it was it was actually mm-hmm. Joe Biden. It was actually Joe Biden and Donald Trump, not like you know uh, Jason Sudeikis as Joe Biden and like fucking like Will Ferrell as Trump, right? It was the actual. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's not going to be Rudolph. Jason and yeah, I mean, you know, he, I, I, I think he did buy it in a few times. I gotta look that up. But bro, I, like, I, 
I don't think during the presidency. I feel during, like I'm the, the only one who. I feel like I'm the only he one. Playing, he playing. He like. He's like, what's his name that played Andrew Bernard? They're like the same dude. I think they probably got the same dad. But like, I, you know, you know, everybody in Hollywood look alike. But like, on some real shit, it's just like I just think that uh, it, it, it was that. It was a Saturday. It was Saturday Night Live, like real and live from Saturday Night. Never like got said. Chris Wallace ended up saying good night. He was laughing a little bit. It was over. Yeah, I'm like, yo, this this is this is a fucking joke. You know what I mean? Like abolish all this. Billy, how'd you feel, bro? Uh, I couldn't stomach the whole thing, so I caught I caught quite a bit of the highlights. Um, it it went like like for me, it went about as it went about what I thought it would look like. But I feel like I know who I'm dealing with when it comes to to these two, and I think that one of the things that this debate kind of really showcased for me is that both major political parties desperately internally there's this probably feeling of like grasping for straws right like like before like let's say we go to like 2008 2012 right because even 2016 if we use recent examples like each candidate had a stronghold on their party right like for the most part like it, whatever, nobody fucked with Hillary for real, but like, all right, whatever, we'll vote the bitch in. Or, or you know, Republicans was like, I don't know how we feel about this, but we'll go with Trump, right? Like, there felt like more momentum party wise for both candidates. And then mm-hmm. Obama, Romney, Obama, uh, uh, McCain, right? This one felt like two people who were like, in a subway in New York City, yelling with a box of like a, a cardboard box that said tips and begging, like just yelling, whoever could do the more annoying, uh, attention seeking thing for like coins and dollars and shit like that. And I was just sitting there going, like, man, like they, uh, like this debate is allergic to any sense of civility, right? Like, you know, we talk about kids who got, you know, your opponent's kid who has a addiction. You know, we telling people to shut up. We, t- I mean, it was just like, you know, civility and like political correctness and like decorum and all that, like, is, is mythology. But it was shocking in a, in an extent to see like, wow, we're not even gonna pretend anymore. Like, here, we're not even gonna pretend. Um, I, I, I think that there is a clear understanding from the, the, the powers that be that the American people. Think everything is bullshit now. I think there's there, there's actual that's actually kind of being understood for the first time in American politics history since the sixties, um, where the people are actively like, and hey, yeah, we're not fucking with this. This this is bullshit. Um, and I think that you know it will be interesting to see the data because that's what we we live in a society that's that's junkies for data and information. Mm-hmm. What that will look like on November. Sixth, seventh, eighth. Uh, what actually turns out? What what demographics turn out? What you know? Because if, I, if let's say I was undecided, right? I mean, I know who I'm going to vote for. It is what it is. But if I was undecided, I wouldn't want to vote. Period. After watching that, like I, you know, the 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 liberal left media is making Joe Joe Biden be like, oh my god, like he like he finally said what we were all thinking, right? Like. That's a lot of the things I've been seeing, right? Like, because like he said, like 
simple fifth grade playground bullshit, like shut the fuck up or whatever. And then the right is like, he really caught Joe. He hit him where it hurts, talking about his dead fucking kid. Like, to me, it was just like, uh, do you remember the show Your Mama? Yeah. It felt like the last part of the episode where it's like the two best shit talkers saying Your Mama jokes. (laughs) Back and forth. And I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, when are we going to talk about, like, the actual things that are going on? And then, like, the last thing I want to hit on about this debate is, like, if there's a single person that was confused, caught off guard, disappointed that the president of the United States in 2020 was asked four times to denounce white supremacy and decline and rearrange the verbiage and the language and his messaging four different times, where have you been? Where have you been? Hmm. You know, you you not you you must not read. You must live under a rock, Patrick Starr. Like, what's going on? So, I mean, for me, I I, I wasn't shocked. I was just a little like, oh wow. Like I was like, oh okay, we we here now. But it, it you know it is what it is. Um. Politically, where I stand has changed a lot in the past year. Uh, And the only way that I think I'll get what I want in my lifetime is through a revolution that I don't feel like I will live to see. But, uh, yeah, it is what it is. It was theater. And it was, if you look at it as the theater that it was, it was probably hilarious as fuck. Um, If you looked at it as a concerned citizen, Living in a pandemic, living in escalating uh, uh, um, international tensions, then you probably were like, "Oh, we're fucked." Mm. It's like what um a tweet that you put out earlier today, or I think it was yesterday, where you you did the whole uh, Shakespeare quote, you know, "All the world's a stage, and everybody in it just merely plays," and that's just basically what was on. Oh yeah, that was today because wrestling promoters think it's cute to to trivialize uh, the lives of those who are which are not black, saying, "Well, we denounce white supremacy." Mm. Uh, nah, we not. I like. All right, I I I'm gonna get on my little soapbox and I'm gonna get off real quick. I'm really not. Talking shit. I'm, I'm really not a fan of this like um performative like uh, morality police shit, right? Because it's like the first thing that you have to acknowledge as a human being is that you're flawed Mm. and that evil does exist within you, right? Like, there is a degree of you that is racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, this and the third. Like, that exists in everyone. To varying degrees, you can unlearn and unwork that because, like, how you were taught, how you were raised, what you're around creates that foundation. But it's your job, if you want to become, like, an enlightened member of society who, like, wants to do good, to unlearn that and, and know when, like, your voice is not needed in the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. So t- t- today, uh, Black Label Pro uh, is a company that runs, uh, which I jokingly refer in DMs as White Label Pro, because you know there wasn't a lot of uh, Black performers on their cards when they first started out, and then all of a sudden, but a lot of them booked a lot of Black talent, and then they their cards were half Black. But that's just me, um, you know. So for me, it was just like. Being in the professional wrestling industry, you enable white supremacy automatically. So you can't denounce white supremacy because you're a professional wrestling company. You're the same company that rewarded a guy 
who took two days to realize he can't say nigga by giving him his own show. But you denounce white supremacy? Okay. Okay. You, but, but, but you want me, you want me as a, like a, I'm just a wrestling fan. I'm a black wrestling fan. Your actions don't show me that you actually don't fuck with this shit. Because, listen, I'm not saying that Eric Stevens is a bad guy. I'm not saying he'd be a shit. I ain't going to call him a racist. I'm talking about what you're showing me. What mm. I see. Because that's all I can go off of. That's all I can go off of. I don't know people's content of their heart and their character. And people don't know mine. But my actions have to show what that is. So you talking about you denouncing white supremacy, your actions don't show it. Which is why I tweeted today, here's a fucking cookie. You know, we we living in a time where a young EMT was murdered in her own home mm. and her likeness without her consent, her family's consent, was made into t-shirts, put on all these award shows. But meanwhile, these actors and actresses accepting their Oscars, Emmys, this and the third, I have yet to see them say that they made any donations to the Freedom Fighters fighting for her life to have actually mattered post. But we want to, we want to, we want to, we want to, we want to get a round of applause. This shit is, you know, Twitter is theater, right? Like, we're all kind of performing, myself included, as like who we are. And we're all, whether you're a wrestler, regular judgment, we all have brands, right? We all do. The difference is, is you don't want to be so fucking fake about that shit. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be so fucking fake about that shit. Like, you don't got to, if you bought the shit, I should know off rip. I don't need to be told that you about this shit. Because if you're a company that says you're not with this shit, right? Mm -hmm. I would already know, based on your messaging and your promotion and the way you operate, that you are pro-black, pro-woman, pro-gay, pro-this, pro-that. Just by the visual aspect, right? I should know that visual aspect. But if you got to tell me, then what are you actually hiding? What are you actually hiding? That's where I'm coming from with this shit, right? So, like, for me, like, I'm, I'm, and, 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 and me and Mo, I, I, I have been two people I've seen really take a lot of heat for kind of just bringing this to, like, the surface of, like, we're all doing this performance shit. Stop. Just stop. Let's call shit for what it is. You know, and, I, and, and that's kind of where, like, this debate kind of bleeds into wrestling culture. It's like, not everybody has to kayfabe that we don't have anything to do with that, but this culture and this business is so entrenched in white supremacy, right? Where, like, my hero, right? My, like, I acknowledge that my hero, Dusty Rhodes, is, like, mm-hmm. the Indian warrior of the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to acknowledge that. I fuck with man's heavy. But without him, there is no me. But he lifted black culture severely to get himself over. Now, in turn, he became a very good ally to black folk, paying black jobbers like way higher wages, more opportunities, more reps than any other promoter in the 1980s, right? So, like, it's, there's a there's a, like a, a contradictory kind of thing there, right? But like, I'm on the surface telling you, like, as my brand, this is what it is. If you want to, if you want to be transparent like that, let, let let let's talk some real shit. Don't don't give me a blanket statement. Where's your, where's your money going? Where's your money going? What are you doing to help your community outreach? Are you, are you safeguarding your black wrestlers to and from the shows? Are you calling your black wrestlers to and from the shows? Is there a buddy system intact? 
people who work my show, I make sure, especially the black ones, you good? You got here safe? Don't go this way, go this way. But whatever. I don't know. I'm going to go with my phone. And that's why we love you, bro. That's 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 why we love you. If I could potentially piggyback, <clears throat> go ahead, go ahead. That's the appropriate term. Um, you know, and I'm and I'm glad we're here, right? Um, because you know, and as I check the time, I think we're doing pretty good. Um, but we we right where we need to be, bro. We yeah, right where we need to be. Yeah, so. To Bill's point, right, like, Twitter is definitely, like, this, like, theatrical social experience, right, where it's, like, we present certain ideas, right, we say how we feel about some things, we say what we think about certain things, sometimes, you know, it's both and, and you're kind of giving off, like, this thing about who you are, some more than others, right, some people kind of are more... You know, but it depends on who you are. It's a lot that layers up to how you use that particular application. Now, to a degree, it definitely has been acknowledged that we all partake in the parts of society, social experiments, whatever, right? In which, like, we, like, enact certain things, like, we participate. And so it's just always a certain grace, though, and I think it's always a certain... um way that things should be handled like me and my particular like twitter account like i think that certain things you know in the eyes of some depending on what's said whether it's something that's like very like uh vulgar or something that's very like political um sometimes it's a little bit of like i don't know like shit in there that might like you might come to realization you might laugh i don't fucking know but we all on this planet we all in these experience experiments we all in these application and we're we're experiencing different emotions different feelings different thoughts like sometimes at the same time at different times and so like that's just like spilled out in a certain way sometimes based on who you are but i think it's not about what i always say it and like my old my folks they always said it like and they folks said it i that's this is one of the proverbs i just really i live my life by like i don't agree with everything my folks said but it's like it, it that to that point though it's like it's not what you do it's how you do it that's one thing that i'm gonna like end up passing on to mine and if i ever if i'm ever blessed to you know what i'm saying like see any Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like those that's there, like, you know, nieces, and nephews, like I will, I'm, I'm passing that on. It's not necessarily what you do, because I don't want to shame you for what you do. I don't shame. But it's like sometimes if things get pretty egregious or pretty like this don't really look like the process that should be taking place in a realm that I care about, like for me, right? A lot of people consider certain people to be new based on when they started following them on social media or when they started like, you know. Um, but to just, you know, give just some background on myself when it comes to like like wrestling stuff in general, because I know what I like ended up getting into. It's like you go to Full Sail University, you see the racism there, right? You kind of spend a lot of time, right? around wrestling at wrestling events when you're a kid because your folks take you to that right my experience you kind of sometimes get opportunities to go backstage to meet wrestlers to meet people to do a lot of things to go to pay-per-views to you know what i mean go to mitchell and ness meeting john cena like i've been around a very long time been around a very long time right going to certain indies 
hitting other states, DMV, going down south. Like I, 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 I know a little bit about this wrestling stuff. You know what I mean? I might, I might not be, you know what I mean? Like a shout out to him and all of that. Do I might not be a Sean Ross sap, right? Um, you know what I mean? I can't call every single drop toehold and this and that to the third and you know on this date on this and that like i gotta you know i gotta look stuff up sometimes i gotta like you know i gotta fact check i don't you know what i mean and so it's a lot of pressure right now in the wrestling community to be like this like know-it-all to see this match to be the moral compass to like and it's and it's too much and i think a lot of times i'm just trying to get at like how things are done and so when a lot of time is being spent on that application when you want it all day like it, it gets very like insular and it gets to a point where it's like the things that you're trying to do is not you're not going to really find any answers that way you know what i mean like how better does it make it how better does it make it for a person that's been victimized how better does it make it that like you're parading on another website a person in your campaign to like get them like not like seen anymore it doesn't necessarily make it better for the victim of that particular community. Now, if you somebody like R. Kelly, you know what I mean? A lot of people might need this attention. If you somebody like the president, if you somebody like Jeffrey, uh, whatever his name is, if you somebody like that, like this need people attention, you know what I mean? But in certain communities, people try to like pair it and mimic what other people are doing in more larger, more general communities where real work is being done and there's real feet in the mud and there's real like death being seen and there's real abuse stories being told. You know what I mean? To me, to other organizers in this city, to people who, you know, teenagers that's been kicked out of their home for sexual orientation, for selling drugs, for all types of shit, like real abuse stories, parents abusing them, real shit, bro. Like on some real shit. We, you sitting across from that, we grow up in these environments. I don't got time to really be playing this game with y'all about like who about to get like medium canceled. I just don't got time for that. And so when the person, especially that's going through this as a black person, I definitely don't have time for it. Then. And a lot of people seem to have time for that. And so if it is any heat to be taken for speaking up about said things, I can gladly take that. You know what I mean? I've, I've taken it worse. You know what I mean? I live in the city of Philadelphia. So, you know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, they, 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 they beat up the baseball. They beat up the Phillies down North Philly because they lost. Niggas ran onto the field, start beating up the Phillies down North Philly at Connie Mack Stadium. You know what I mean? Like I'm from a, I'm from a place where like you get judged just for, just for blinking. So when we really dealing with real incidents of like real abuse, like don't be like parading around and like you can't like I, like I'm gonna say it is what it is. You can't buy our T-shirt. You know what I mean? Black Black Lives Matter don't fuck with you. You an abuser. Like you you wrong. You wrong because Black Lives mm. Matter. Like the, the women that started that, Alicia Garza and company. You know what I mean? They talk about certain things, right? That's like we you know we kind of people go back and forth, but people talk about restorative justice. You know what I mean? People talk about like, you know what I mean? Making situations like not, let's not do this in the most carceral way. Mm. Let's not do this in the most punitive way. Let's not do this in the most police type way. Because you can go around saying like Bill said, you can say shit. You know what I mean? Y'all can hire people. He just named that promotion. Y'all can hire people now or whatever because it's kind of like, you know, the Red Sox can put Black Lives Matter in the Red Sox font for the people of Boston and all this shit. You can say Black Lives Matter, and you can say to abolish the, the police. 
you could say that, you could hashtag that, put it in your cute little bio, but what are you really doing in your life to really show that you're not trying to do shit like a fucking cop? Are you not trying to do shit like you this fucking like punitive person that's striking somebody down and now you get to judge because like you got a certain amount of whatever and certain people got your attention. So you're trying to be like the moral compass of the group. Can I take you back off of that real quick? Yeah. One thing that's frustrating for me is that there is no objective of some of these social media uh, campaigns when it comes to like this kind of like retaliating against abuse environment, right? So like, what is the goal of a group of people coming after somebody who uh, has been accused of doing something? So is what, what, what is your goal? Is your goal for them, for them to lose employment? You got that, they lost employment. Is your goal for them to be incarcerated? Well, charges have to be filed. Is your goal for them, like, what is your goal for them? Is your goal for them to take their own life? Is your goal for them, is your goal for them, is your goal for them, like, 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 like if, if, if you use a buzzword like restorative justice and you, 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 you're talking about shit you have no idea about, then why isn't the healing, why isn't the focus, why isn't the attention, why ain't the pressure on healing the victims, providing them with access and tools for them to move forward from an, a, a traumatic incident. Why isn't that care, you know, quantified for that versus putting pressure on someone who, uh, for lack of a better term, like, had, there's been no measures for them to meet their day in court. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we, if we play about both, if we play about the rules of both games, because that's what it is on wrestling Twitter, then you can't be mad that someone's moved on with their life after your campaign to remove them from your space succeeded. It succeeded. That person will never be in the same graces that they were in prior. So, so, so you, you I don't want to say win or loss, but you kind of won, right? Like, like that person is not there no more. Um, uh, a lot of this speaking out and this kind of like talking about the traumas of, of, of professional wrestling, like one of the things that, and I, and I don't want to sound insensitive, but one of the things that has been very evident is that people did not care to think or did not think or did not know to think of well, what happens next. So if you decide, I'm not saying what's right and what's wrong. I'm saying what's real and there's a difference. If you talk about a man with means, money, and access doing something to you, he is going to retaliate to you. Have you equipped yourself to be prepared to retaliate? Do you have those tools at your disposal to retaliate? Can you get those tools when he retaliates? If not, you have to be careful because I'm not saying you're lying. I'm not saying that. I believe people, but you got to think about is you know everything is a game to some extent, and I just think that. You know, on Twitter, there's this like it's like everybody tweets for the pop, tweets for the for the for the not the likes and the reaches, but they tweet for that that jolt of like ex instant acceptance. Like, man, fuck that, fuck them, this and third, the camaraderie of like misery, right? Like that's kind of what we're seeing instead of like people who have worked to get people removed. But where are we working for solutions? Like, look at the, the niggas in Britain had the government involved. 
the government in Britain is going to impose sanctions on professional wrestling and actually make wrestling more of an actual job now. Like, that's probably going to be the long-term ramifications of the speaking out shit over there. But over here, you can't do that because there's 50 countries inside of one country. Like, you can't, you can't do that. So my whole thing is just like, we, we, we got to stop this shit. We got to stop this shit. Because we're we not doing anything. We're just, we just existing in one moment and, and riding on it and rocking with it, but we're not moving to, we're not moving to, to create an actual change to benefit anybody. And I don't want to be a part of that culture. You know, I'm not interested in that. Right. Um, I'm going to add something to it. Uh, we this is where I'm going um, I like to quote the, uh, I don't know if, if uh, you know maybe my boy Lo might know where I'm going at with this but um, a man by the name of Cameron said on a song um, with Jim Jones and uh, by a man, a name, a man by the name of Fred Godson, rest in peace, who died from COVID this year. Um, he said, uh, "You know, um, we don't be talking, you know, just to be talking. You know, if, if we said it, we did it. If we said it, we lived it. You know, um, let me tell you about something. Let me tell you about it." Uh, So when we say certain things about, I mean, we, Billy, you know us. Billy, you've talked to me in my DMs. You've talked to me on the timeline. You, you know, you talked to Low. You know the same way. You know, you've you've been like we said, like I said in the beginning. You know, you've really been a true friend. Um, we we've had commentary about the way things have been, or just things we've seen. Um, and sometimes those, those views, you know, aren't shared by a lot of people, you know, um, and then sometimes those views you have can be weaponized and turned against you, but that's not, that, that's not here nor there. The thing is this, um, when people take up a cause and they, you know, they take up a cause and everything, um, it's like. It's like this. If um if I report a murder in my community, Lo, how long do you think, you know, and you Lo, you've I've we've talked on the phone, so you know the communities that I that I be in. You know, if I call if I was to call the police, how you know, for something, for an emergency, whatever, how long do you think that'll be able to take? Give or take. How long how long do you think they're gonna take to come? Yeah. About a good hour and a half, two hours. Okay. Um, certain, now, certain places in certain years they wasn't coming at all. Right now, let's talk about Baltimore, somebody. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Now let's talk. Yeah, I feel what you say. You yeah. know, Baltimore they they boarded them up. Um, now let's talk about somebody in an affluent community or whatever. Something happens over there. How long do you think the police will take to get over there? Fifteen minutes. Okay. All right. Good. Okay. Okay. So now we work on something. Um. 
a lot of people say that what they're doing, they're speaking for the they're speaking for the community. We're speaking for the community. We're trying to make sure things like this never happen to the community ever again. But let's, you know, but let's break it down like this, you know. Um I won't say there are exactly has and have nots, but there's, you know, there are spotlight, there are people who are spotlighted or think, you know, brands, whatever, what have you, that are spotlighted, and there are people, you know, who are in that normal rat race to get, you know, to get there. Um, so when you you see these these people say they're trying to make they're doing these things, you know, getting somebody out of the paint, what so have you in order to make sure that, you know, this never happens to the community again, you have to ask yourself this question. Which community are you talking about? Which community are they talking about? Are they talking about the community that you're in, that, you know, you may have so-and-so many followers, or your timeline looks a little bit different? You know, the people who you you know, who you're around that you see your timeline that you communicate and interact with or whatever. Are they talking about that community? Or are they talking about a certain community where everybody is pretty much at... Because we, we joke about this. We talk about how sometimes shit is just like, you know, the Mortal Kombat tier. You know, you you got, you just, you, you getting up until you get to Shang Tsung or what is Shao Kahn, right? Um, until you get to that point. You know, shit is, gets to be hierarchical. So when you hear somebody talks about, well, you know, well, we're doing this to make sure that it doesn't happen in the community ever again. But what, you have to ask yourself, well, which community? The community where, you know, everybody just left to for whatever? Or your community? Community where, like, you know, it's just y'all. And the people you fuck with, and the people they fuck with, because you have, and that's what sets off the divisive types of thing, you know. Because if you only fuck with the people that you want to fuck with, and you try to speak for a whole community, when you really don't show that you for the community, that that leads to a divisive statement, right? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, my brothers. You you can't you can't speak and try to take a whole movement for yourself to protect something that you pretty much don't really know of. That you just know one part. You know, just know where where you're at because you keep yourself in this bubble to where you're there's a certain amount of people that who you fuck with in your circle that you talk to on your timeline or whatever that you whatever. It, it's fo- it's there, it's right in front of you. So if you if so if I see you only talk to these people or you only fuck with these people, what like, even though I may follow you or whatever or I see what you're doing, what makes me think that you speak for me when I only speak for this one? When I only see you speak for this side, you don't speak for me. As you know, um, I forget his name because you know I've been drinking it can't come to mind, but I think it's a uh, Corporal Cleveland from Chicago. That says, in, you know, in, in this GI documentary in Vietnam, that's not my culture. Um, we try, we, we said this in every episode, self-control, we speak for that. We, we don't, we're not doing this for clout. We don't do this for anything. 
we just some niggas who talk, you know, who talk about everything that's happening in the world and the culture, and we just so happen to talk about wrestling. It's always the shit has always been deeper than wrestling. Why do you think, you know, I have Lorenzo talk for an hour about what socialism is? Why do you think that, you know, I'll bring Tiana on here to talk about, you know, OnlyFans and her hustle? It's not the fact that she's a very beautiful woman doing OnlyFans, it's the fact that there's a fucking a stigma that goes on to people who do fucking OnlyFans. And a person like her can shed light on the situation. Or I'm not well-versed well in fucking politics, but I know my brother over here does, so he can break some shit down to me. We're not just talking about, you know, a suplex or whatever, or some funny shit that be happening. We be trying to inform. We be trying to feed the babies out here. Um, and some of that shit can may seem devices the way we speak in the tones that we do. But when we talk about, and that's just another tangent in itself, but to what my brothers are saying, and I speak to y'all and I say that like, yo, when it comes to a point in time to where like, you either speaking for the whole, or you should just speak for your damn self, or you should just shut the fuck up. We need to come to a point to where shit needs to change. We're to a point to where I don't know what has to happen, but it just, it don't feel right. And it's just a lot of really funny style acting. And something that we love has become that very thing. We talk about this all the time, how the business is whatever. You know, we have friends in the business who talk about the business, the business, the business. But somehow this social media shit has become the business. When niggas come and talk to you about you ain't at, at you never sat at their table, you never done the dishes to get at their table. Yeah, which and, for me, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, if we're going to have a community, we can't even speak to each other like that. I mean, for me, it's just like, um, well, I, this, like, this is a very obvious observation, but Wrestling Twitter is comprised of a lot of people who uh, kind of were probably emotionally stunted in high school, which is like the baseline of like your human interaction, like skills, like you either learn them or you don't in, in those four years or however you do in high school. And I think that what it is, is I see on wrestling Twitter a lot, the reclaiming of that culture, right? So like the reclaiming of like click culture and like, um, and like who's in and who's out, um, who's attractive and who's not. Wrestling Twitter after dark, you know. To me, that was a real smokescreen of like uh, going back to that. Uh, and it, it was weird because like I thought it was a weird, like I thought it was a joke. I'm like, oh, we showing, we showing, we showing meat on the timeline. All right, cool. Um, you know, I listen. I like to watch, but anyways, like. <laughs> You know, it, 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 it's, it's a real indictment of the fact that, like, a lot of people are trying to play grown-up games in a child's mindset. And, 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 and you, you can't. You, you can't be doing that type of shit. You know, because the things that you do have real-life consequences. You know, I got, the, I got the boss to say, if a nigga I don't fuck with take himself out, I don't give a fuck. I'll say that shit right now. 
That's just facts. That's facts. You know, I, I, that's where I'm at. You got to stand by that shit because everybody wants to, to, to recognize Hanukkah Mora's uh, pastor, right? They want to recognize that shit but participate to do the right thing in their minds, the same culture that took this young woman out. And that's that high school mentality. That's that high school mentality. That's that, that's that you know, mean girls, heavens, fucking, we've seen this movie a thousand times, now it's on the application. So for me, I just feel like if you want to do the right thing, right? If you want to do the right thing, then sit, talk, and organize. Organize. Because a lot of this shit is an unorganized mess. And there's no objective, there's no goal. There's just a day where everybody goes ham and then the dust settles. And then six months later, we do this shit again. That's not justice. That's not helping your friend out. That's not receiving your own justice. You got to figure out a way to get your own justice, but that ain't it. That ain't it. That's, that's, that's attention. That's, that's, that's posturing. If you want some fucked up shit happen to you, there's a couple ways you can handle that shit. Some legal, some not. But a bunch of tweets and, and, and what to some people appears to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, shit, what's the word? Harassment mm. of, of, of an individual that is in your situation that has moved on. That's, that's, that's not getting justice, bro. That's not. And, and the intention may be very well. But the, the execution and the actual result and what you're actually doing, you're off the mark by miles, my guy, by miles. And people don't realize that. Because the data suggests that they're on the right track. Because we in the middle of the cafeteria and somebody pointed and yelled rapist and everybody clapped and cheered and did the slow clap like you see in every movie. Mm. But that victim still got to live with that shit. That's why I look. I've been fucking raped. I got raped by the fucking God who my lesson school, right? I've been through this shit. I've been through this shit. But my justice was never on Twitter.com. My shit was on speaking out. That shit was, yo, this shit happened to me. Don't fucking train here. I got you. You in this area, go somewhere else. My justice was like, all right, you gotta stop, you gotta stop doing drugs to get over this shit. You gotta go to therapy. You gotta get on some fucking medication. You gotta get right with your higher power. You gotta move on. You gotta you gotta do some shit right. You gotta sit and think about do you want to go through the legal process? What does that look like for you? What does your justice look like for you? Ain't nobody doing that shit on Russell Twitter. You gotta, you know, what does justice look like for you? Ain't nobody asking themselves that. And that's why we go into this like monotonous circle. And I'm not with the shit. Because we don't help nobody. You you're very right, man. You're very right, man. And it's just I just instead of us going at each other or whatever, we could be really figuring out real solutions to real problems. You know? Um And I believe I'm sorry, Naj. I just believe it was something that, that Bill had said to us not too long ago. Like like it's it's troubleshooting and it's not easy. You know what I mean? It's not easy to like sit with the fact that like someone was violated in any particular manner, right? Like no one is up here condoning that, right? The fact that like that that's even like a thought to anybody that like a human being like myself, but people think that human beings like myself 
are like demons and monsters and super predators. Then you, you know wasn't I mean? listening to us, or you haven't been I, yeah, listening right. to us. Exactly right, and that's and that's anything like people and, and people forget shit because there's so much going on in this world, there's so much going on on these applications. Like everybody just trying to keep up with what's like buzzing, what's buzzing, cousin, as they kind of used to say in Philly, like that. You yeah, know what I mean that's kind of how everybody be. What's buzzing, cousin? They want to know what the fuck the shit says so we could like like hop on that shit and it's just a little bit too much when you have like it's. It, 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 for me, it's just no, it's no nobility in that part. It's, 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 it's just no nobility in that part because I mean, you know, I and then the way like we speak to each other about it, and the way like you know, because for me, it was just almost about like not. It was about caring about what people are going to think. Yeah, you know I mean, that's the thing that I think a lot of black people deal with like their whole life. Yeah, you know I mean, and. I, I I just think that you know it's, it's it's just a certain like way for things to be done, and at the end of the day, it's no like you know it, it's it's no ill will to anyone or whatever the case is. It's just the way you speak to people. Yeah, you know I mean, like you can't you can't really say somebody is pathetic or that that's that somebody is trying to do something that's pathetic when like they're just trying to like troubleshoot because like it's about asking the tough questions. You know what I mean? Like I'm a kid from like the West Park projects in Philly. Like I like I was encouraged to imagine, you know what I mean, by a dope ass mom. And it just so happened I got interested in journalism and that's what the fuck I majored in when my black ass was able to get into some little ass rinky dink college and then I transferred to Full Sail University to try to learn more about the industry. Right. I mm -hmm. yeah I mean like these things that's like these things that's like taking place, you know what I mean? Like, it's like you asking the questions, you know what I mean? Like I was able to major, it's like, well, damn, like I'm saying what the industry is like, I went to full sale. I'm, I'm talking to people all the time. Oh, damn, they got hurt or they got like, you hearing about these things, but it's like the way that like people try to seek out that justice part, like Bill was saying. And like, you know, the, 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 the privilege, right. Of having like police, like you said in the other instance, like do, how long do it take the police to come? Like when, you know, when you report that, when you report that in the hood, when do the police show up? It's just what I mean by I that. Mean, it's just, like, what no, I mean about that. Know what you mean. We know yeah. what you mean. It's more, it's more highlighted when a certain part of our community talks about something happening. So not everybody's going to fly I mean, to that. Bro, we look at the Me Too movement in and of itself. Like Tarana Burke, a black woman, right, started this conversation and like, look who like took what they consider to be the wave. Because to Tarana, this ain't no wave. She's not fucking Kelly Slater. She ain't no surfer. That's an organizer, nigga. You know what I mean? People are like running onto waves. Your shirt, you got, you got shirts. Black Lives Matter. But the thing is, like, you probably should like talk to people and try to be understanding. Because like a person like me, like, have assisted people. That that is the reason, right? And not and, and been in certain like situations and certain struggles. People like me and people that I know like are the reason why people like y'all can put Black Lives Matter on a T-shirt. So you yeah, you know I mean, like, it's, it's it's people that's out here really troubleshooting. You know what I mean? That's like really been in it with the police this happened to this person can y'all do something or i'm out minding my business and like the the the, the police want to fuck with your shit we used to dealing with punitive shit we're tired of it and that's all i'm saying and getting somebody off of some shit that ain't that ain't like like yeah because if my thing is like and we we had episodes ago the two hosts of this show right we just we just like bill just did we disclosed things that had took place with us when we were children and I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to like parallel or like compare struggles, but like, dog, like you 
again that justice part man and it's like nobody is here like 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 saying like like rooting for the person that does something like that but it's like at the end of the day like when it comes to like my situation i wouldn't want my situation paraded around like that period I, I wouldn't benefit from that certain people in this society benefit from certain things man mm-hmm. yeah and, and i mm-hmm. and, and i mean like i'm not here to say that like they don't deserve a benefit or they just don't because like th- like like this is life. We all humans. We deserve humanity. We deserve love. We deserve comfort. We deserve nurture, nature. We deserve these things. But based on how Westernism is set up, like our good friend Daniel Cameron has said, based on how America is set up, right? It's like, oh, we gonna give them that, right? We gonna leave. You know what I mean? It's like when you go trick or treating, right? We we it's certain it's certain white areas that you can hit in Philly. They act like they don't want to give you shit, but you see the white kid leave the door. He got you know. And I'm not doing that either. I'm not comparing, you know, but it's like it's a study of like how people are like just treated. And I noticed for a lot of people in this community that really like that, honestly, that really just like value like popular acceptance. I'll start with that first popular acceptance first and white acceptance second. I'm going to put it like that. I ain't even going to try to be the I ain't even going to try to like race bait it all like that. But it's like for people that like value that it's like a certain love that they get. I don't value whiteness because I'm not white and I never will ever benefit from that shit. You know what I mean? So I can't be in the space where like I, like I fuck with that shit. It's certain white people who I fuck with. It's white people who, in my life who I know and love. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, these people who I, they, they talk about whiteness in a certain way. They taught me things about whiteness. You know what I mean? But it's like people want to do this thing with the community where it's like the shit that's like kind of cool. Like, what's the cool stuff that's going on? Who the cool people to follow? They don't really want to talk about, like, the real, like, ugly shit. Not what happened with Ashley Massaro? Tell me that, y'all. Mm. And y'all giving money to this company every fucking day. They profit not, off of that. Not even that. If, if, if we really we really talking about some, some shit and how we want to change shit. Are we I, shooting? I can't disclose names out of respect to the person that went through the shit. But every Wednesday night, we see... On both shows, rapists and high spots, and I'm gonna leave it at that. Mm. We support, man. Look, it was a performer who told me he performs. I forget who what his name is. I'm sure he's a great young man. But what he told me, well, I said that same thing, Bill, in the tweet. Every every Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever the hell the Capitalists want to do this week on television with the wrestling, whatever it's on TV, y'all condoning that. Oh no, I just I I just think I just think your skepticism is kind of uh no, I just don't care what these white people got to think of me, money. Yeah, I, I just don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I got into this thing as a student at the university that they at. I would, yeah, I mean, it's like we 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 just see what's going on. It's people in all types of layers of this business, right? And it's yeah. like, it's like no, like we like I'm my, I'm 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 skeptical because I know because I because it's reality, my guy. Like I'm not, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I'm I'm not. This is your lives here, champ. Like I, you know, so I just I digress, man. I digress. Yeah, man. Nah, I feel you. It's just. This is the the this is the crux of the issue with wrestling influencer culture, and we haven't dealt with that. You know, wrestling is always the last to know. So wrestling has been the very last piece of pop culture to introduce the influencer. You know what I'm saying? And the the, the positive and negatives that go with that shit. And I think that we we seeing that now. And I just I, I didn't get in pro wrestling to be a part of Mean Girls. That ain't my shit. You know, I'm here to make art for mine. Period. Mm. You know, because my people have made the art, gotten it stolen, and made pennies on the dollar. 
Awesome. I think that's a perfect segue right there. Perfect. Perfect. What I talked about in this inter not in the interview, what I talked about in this intro, um the special event that my brother has created and is gonna be shown to the world very, very, very soon. And I I can't even begin to talk about how excited I am and how I can't wait to see this. Um, to see Paris is bumping. I mean, if y'all have ever heard of Paris is burning and the whole ballroom culture, and y'all see this whole Paris is bumping, yo, it it is what it what what Nip say. It sound like a look, right? It sound like like it's real, and I'm so happy to see because at first I just saw those three words, and instantly I knew what it was. And I'm just so happy to see that it's becoming that has became something that is about to be shown to the world. And brother, I just want to give you, I just want to give you the, you know, the platform right now to just just tell the people what's going on, man. Yes. Um October 29th, that's a Thursday on IWTV.live, uh 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, an idea I've had for the past three years finally gets to happen, where I merged the very different yet similar world of ballroom, voguing, kiki balls, and uh, wrestling into a room and see what happens. Mm. So, uh, I, you know, my history is pretty well documented as a, you know, a gay performer, all this shit, right? Like, I, like, I'm not, there's a, there's a history that people don't even know about when you talk about like queer representation, all this shit, right? And then there's like the current generation. So that would be me, Sunny Kiss, Effie, Eddie McQueen, you know, Jack Atlas, people like that. So we probably generation, we're probably three or four if you break it down like on some real history shit, right? Right. Um, and in my personal opinion, I thought that the pride movement in wrestling, being part of pride companies and things like that, I felt it was very whitewashed and it was very dismissive of the black queer performer. Mm. Um, and I felt that working with someone who respected my ideas to a point, but didn't value me as like a person or like a, a performer or an ideas guys, but let me ghost book their shit for a year and a half. Um, you know, I was like, you know, I could do, I could, I could do my own shit. You know, sometimes you got to learn lessons the real hard way. So I wanted to do something that was unapologetically black and queer and really like all of these buzzwords that we see all the time, but like, I don't see practice in wrestling. Like I see it through the guise of like, bowing to white cis heteronormativity you know what i'm saying like but i don't see like it being true and authentic to like these these groups of people so you know i presented a show this march called butch versus gore and the deal of me doing that was that the earnings from that show a portion would be funding the paris is bumping event that would have taken place this june prior to covid Unfortunately, we all know that the business practices by the gentlemen who own Primetime Pro Wrestling were not ethical and or legal. 
So, and also Brown Paper Tickets sees all of the money earned from Butch versus Gore, which was the most lucrative show in primetime history. And I'm willing to say made probably within the top five most money in independent wrestling this year, um, mm. as, as was one of the most highly uh, watched and attended pro wrestling shows on the Indies this year. So I took that L and um, I got a lot of DMs and people wondering like, yo, are you still doing this shit? When the show started popping back up and I'm just like, you know, the venue that I had, the girl who was helping me do the shit got fired and then they wasn't fucking with it because they didn't get it. They didn't get the idea of what's a no ring death match. You want a Vogue? Like, what is, what is this? Like it, because it doesn't make sense to someone who doesn't see what I see, you know? So, uh, when I started watching the cinematic stuff, I remember I watched, uh, WrestleMania and I watched the Boneyard in particular with, uh, my friend Jared. And I was just like, you know, I could do this. This is, this is, now this is possible. Mm. So uh, I had a couple of bucks saved up from the stimulus check, working my, my job and everything. And we also had mad sponsors that sponsored it. And we took over a bar literally in West Bubblefuck, Maryland. Like, I, I shit you not. Like the cell phone service was horrible. Like I had to sit under a light to get two bars. Um, oh my gosh. Decorated it. I mean, I'm pretty sure the clan was not too far away. I'm gonna keep it real. Um and we 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 took over this bar, we decorated it, we did all this shit. And thanks to everybody who sponsored the the, the talent, Faye, Ashton, Sahara, Eddie, Jared, Erica, the list goes on and on and on who uh, you know, got tested, was negative, you know, uh, and the talent who couldn't make the show because they weren't feeling well and they couldn't get tested in time, you know, uh, all of them, all of them, you know, coming together to help me with this vision because I really feel like we honor something really different and magical here because everything felt real when we was, I, 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 I'm not being very descriptive whatsoever. I apologize, but Everything in that room that night felt real. It felt like there was real momentum behind uh, the filming and the, the production that we're doing. And basically, you're just going to see, you're going to see elements of ballroom culture. You know, there are judges. People get scored. People get tens. People get chopped. They get zeros. You know, people are wearing, you know, outfits that they had to gather. You know, I told people, do not buy gear. You know, if we stick in true to the parents is bumping inspiration, then that would mean that you have to work with what you already have to present an outfit. So you're going to see, see wrestlers with shit out of their closet that they put in together to create these elaborate costumes and outfits and things like that, you know, not really, um, not really, um, how you say, uh, like get a gear maker and make these like elaborate costumes. Cause that's not what I wanted. Uh, you know, and, we, we tell a story, you know, the story is that I threw a ball, this old school motherfucker who don't fuck with me, you know, was trying to shut my shit down and we fight and we see what happens and there's other matches and there's performances from our, my trans sisters, Candy and Mariah, uh, who I wish could have been there, but COVID, COVID, feel me? Um, so, mm -hmm. so it's, it's, it's a lot of different shit. 
when I watched the last edit, it felt like uh, some real queer ECW shit. Like, um, it's, 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 it's something that people haven't seen before, and I'm really excited about that. You know what I'm saying? Man, like, that's what I'm I saying. Like, I love it. Like, because I remember, like, yo, I DM Billy. I was like, yo, if you need somebody to hold a clipboard, hold a curtain, whatever you need, like, yo, like, I'll do it. Like, you need me to, like, lay some mat, whatever. Like, I'm with it. Like, you ain't, like, just feed me. I'm with it. <laughs> and Philly was like, yo, like, we got everything we need. Like, it's cool. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just so happy for this because, like you said, man, it's needed. Like, this stuff is needed, man. We need to shake this shit up. We need to show that there's more. And, like, with, and for me, like, ballroom culture, like, and everything. I remember, you know, I used to watch a channel called Vice. And because I used to watch, you know, Action Bronson, Fuck That's Delicious, and, you know, Deez and Mero. But there was also a show that came on after these, sh- after these shows. It only lasted one season, and I, I wanted more of it. It was a show called My House. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you learn about these houses, you learn about these people who are in these houses, these performers, and, you know, the grind, the day-to-day, to the, you know, and you just learn about the culture of ballroom, and you're just like, I felt like I was thrown into, like, the, the deep end and was told to swim, but, like, it was amazing. I love that show, man. Like, seeing somebody as beautiful as Tati, like... Do her, you know, do her thing. You just learn about all these things that you never would have known of. Like, there's rapping into that type of rhythm, you know, when a person, you know, during these things. And it's just so, it's, I loved it. The first, like, I, I remember telling, like, all these people about it. And um, I remember the, uh, this podcast I used to do, that was one of the things I used to talk about. You know, and I always wanted to see if I could get a person who did, you know, ballroom to, t- you know, to talk about the culture because I was so interested and I loved it and I loved what it represented. And it was just, and what you've done with Paris is Bumping, man, is just so dope. And like you said, it's like a queer ECW. And it's just like, we just need to push the envelope. We just need to further the culture. And I think people like you, you know, People like like low low McGrath who helped you, like all these like all these things are needed. Like all the, we we need to do these things because this is what builds us up and makes us more. You know, it, we don't need a hierarchy. We don't need a what uh, a table or anything like that. As long as people helping helping each other amplify each other, you know, mm-hmm. then we're gonna get that. That's why like you know. The, the umbrella is what it is. It's not like, oh, we're a group, we're a crew. You know, it's an um, the umbrella is just people who are helping out each other, amplify each other's voices, you know? Right. Who don't yeah. necessarily may not do the same thing, you know? EGW pod isn't like self-control. You know, you talk about that whole... Um, Hold on, Billy. I think you fed. Hello? Yeah, we got you. Yep. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm uh my I'm outside my house. Oh, it's so all good. Shit went shit went left. But but keep keep spitting your shit, brother. Um, I was just saying that, you know, that's why, you know, the the umbrella is what it is. You know, we're just it, it's a network. You know, BGW Pod is BGW Pod isn't like self control. But those are our brothers. We're not like wrestling lying down, but those are our sisters. We're not like those wrestling girls who are our sisters. Shout out to them. We're not like the dead ass girls. Shout out to them. You know, we are all different people, but yet we still amplify each other to get to where we got to go because we know that where one goes, it, it we all go. It further we we further each other when we help each other out. Just one one retweet, one like, whatever. It doesn't matter as long as we, you know, a, it's all about at the end of the day, it's all about acknowledgement. You know, mm-hmm. it's all like acknowledgement. Me knowing that you're there, I know that you're there. So, and we doing what we do, and you doing the same thing that we doing. All right, boom. Let me get you, let me get you to where we gotta go because your people may not know who I am, and my people may not know who you are. So we just cross brand like that. Yo, this is a dope podcast. That you know, check it out. It, yeah. It's all about if we're really gonna get somewhere, it's gonna take all of us, you know. Um, well, I mean, the big thing about all of this is that you just gotta, you gotta create your own. I mean, I can't wait around for, you know, some white guy to think I'm worth the shit. I, I, I'm 25 years old. I don't plan on wrestling well into my 30s or 40s. I'm gonna keep it real. So I got, I got a little bit of time to make this impact that I'm trying to make. And then your boy's gonna dip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I got, I got some other shit I'm trying to do. I'm not, you know, I'm trying to be an executive. I'm not trying to, trying to, you know, mm. stay in the spot. You know, I got bigger, bigger plans, and I, and I got a bigger vision for for our people in wrestling. And I think that, you know, I hope this inspires people to just, you know, do your own thing. And and I think, you know, waiting around for for acceptance from people that don't deserve it. You know, that don't deserve your, your time or your patience or your energy. It's just a waste of time. And, and we all working together on this, you know? Like, I got things in, in, in the works with IWTV. Um, nothing to do with Paris is bumping. Mm. It's lifting my sister Faye up. I can't talk about it. But, you know, we, we working on something for her. We working on some other shit, you know? I, I don't got time to be sitting here, you know, begging to be on, you know, these, these, these cool, you know, uh, cool kid indies because I'm going a, I'm to a be wasting my time. You know, I, 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 want, I want people to get an opportunity to show their thing. You know, IWTV is a beautiful thing because it creates, it's, a, it's an equalizer. It creates an equal playing field. You know what I'm saying? Like, anything can be straight. You know, we all fighting for the same attention. You know, it's not like it's, it's like a continuous... TV uh, channel and we fighting for ads and shit like that. Nah, you know you got a show, you got a spot, you get you you get you know you can live stream it. You know you got the opportunity to do such. You know, so for me, like I'm equal to Brett Lauderdale. I'm equal to to Danny Demonto. That's gonna ruffle a lot of feathers when I say that shit. But I'm equal to you, my nigga, because I'm running on the same platform you running. And we fighting over the same audience. And how I do is how I do, and how you do is how you do. But I can't, I can't be, be 
you know, scared to, to try to comfort what's not. I can't. You know, this is destiny happening. This is this is this is this is giving people that's been waiting an opportunity to do them. So her son has been wrestling for years. She went to Japan. Feel me? You, you know, she's training with the greats. The great Joshi. She's training with them. And y'all don't got nothing for her, Shimmer. Y'all don't got nothing for her. These other companies. Mm. But y'all have y'all have one black girl. She light skin. Nah, we, we we good. We good. You telling me Faye Jackson ain't main event all over the country? You telling you you, 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 you telling me Ashton Star ain't getting real opportunities? Hmm. You telling me Darius Carter like all okay, through the side? His carbon his his carbon copy, Mr. Jewish guy or AEW who does it half as good gets that opportunity, and my guy is not getting play. Nah, we doing something about it. We creating the platform and hmm. we showing the the, the the equalizer. That's what this shit is. It's an equalizer. You know, the difference between who you think is good and who you think is bad is the pen that was written. Period. And the, and the pen that signed the contract. Because the contract could have went to Darius. The contract could have went to Faith. The contract could go to guys like AJ. The contract could go to these guys. But they don't because these are motherfuckers who know their worth, know their value, know what they can bring to the table and they're not going to settle for less and they're not going to play these games. That's the difference between them and no team no shade to some people who sign contracts who allow themselves to be manipulated and used by the system. You know what I'm saying? So so this show like is is, is gonna be, you know, a great moment and the quality and the culture and all this. But this show is is, is packing a punch. Fuck out of here. Stop saying so and so ain't ready. They ready. They did something that y'all don't even have the creative capacity to do and excel at it. Get in what they earn. Get in their shit. And we just gonna make our own shit. Because I tell you right now, I got a business plan written out. I got business partners written out. My 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 my, my wrestling career model ain't got nothing to do with with WWE, AEW, NWA, ROH. No, 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 no. You know who I'm trying to base this shit after? Rue fucking Paul. Mm. I'm trying to take this shit touring around the country. We do fucking two-week loop, three-week loop. You have a couple weeks off, we do another loop. Create a franchise. That's the future of this shit. It's not, it's not fucking contracting. 52 weeks? Nah. It's a couple weeks. Take some time off. Do some other shit. You know what I'm saying? Like That's what I want this shit to be. That's the ultimate goal of, of this shit. Mm. And that's, that's just that. That's on period. Absolutely. With a T, with a T on there, man. What uh, what 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 what? What's Sarah Paulson say? Did you see the video? It was Sarah Paulson from uh, Ratchet. Uh, on oh, Netflix. I ain't it's seen that. Funny... Tell me to watch that. It's it's oh man, we're gonna talk about it. Okay. Um, but she it was this funny video on the TL where she was where you know how they put like you know the T, you know she said period T. Like she pronounced the T. It was the fun. It was the fun. You just you gotta see that shit. But oh my god, Bill says that that's that's what he sees. That's what he he envisions. And I I just want to say, just on the record, Bill, I'm a really huge uh, supporter of your work. Uh, from what I see and from what I've seen over like these last couple of years, the package is just it's undefeated. You know, stuff with Ariella. 
you know what I mean, stuff with Kaiju. It goes on and on, you know what I mean? Butch versus Gore, I think, was probably, like, the best, like, card that year that I probably saw. Yeah. Um, You know what I mean, in, in, in the market. And so, you know, these things you're talking about, fam, like, this, all, this is going to happen. Because at the end of the day, like, it's innovation and, and you're an innovator. And... Again, like the, 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 the plans, because I think that like, you know, in this thing, everybody, like you say, they, they kind of want to like, they, they kind of climb in the meritocracy a little bit and only certain people have access to that meritocracy. It's a lot of performers out here. It's a lot of workers, but everybody never going to get their feet and hands on that particular ladder. You know what I mean? No pun intended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. I just think that which what, what you have laid out to us, yeah, you know I mean every 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 card that you are playing close to your vest, that card is gonna be a winning card because what you have here is is is, is amazing and just thinking about the places where the community has been, right? And um how the community has often been pushed out and not just in this space and many other spaces, right? Under you know, this under the society, under the system. Um and what you are providing you know, what I mean, I, this is a, this is a very radical act, and I just yes. commend you on that. Thank you, know? you. And I and I and I, you know, I'm 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 very fortunate, right enough, right? Like I'm very fortunate enough to be like slightly familiar with this particular culture. It's been introduced to me, and you know, I'm very fortunate to have a cousin that's in ballroom. You know, I mean, I'm very fortunate to have a partner. You know, what I mean, that's interested in ballroom and kind of like brought it to me. You know, because, you know, I'm 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 sport dude, right? Like, I watch wrestling, I watch sports, like, you know what I mean? But when I was introduced to this, I'm like, you know, this is it. And I remember seeing RuPaul on the TV. That's how I felt. Like, that's like how my mom was it. a huge RuPaul. Like, yeah, you know I mean, like, had on RuPaul every Friday. And, you know, but the, the world that's opening up now, you know what I mean? You you you, you, just, you just see uh, the innovation, you know what I mean? And just, you know, the, the, the love that, you know, people should have for oneself and just all of these messages man it's like it's it's some of the most radical shit you ever gonna hear because um, under this system and in this world love is radical right so it looks like you know it's i just i just i just really appreciate your work bro and i just i, I thank you man because uh we we need it and we need people like you uh, uh well thank you thank you for the, the kind words and everything and it just at the end of the day like what i want you know we don't know when our number is called or whatever so I, I really want my legacy to be that of like restructuring the way we see this shit. And like, and accepting the fact that like everything we've been told about this, this genre, right, is like, it's dead wrong. It's dead wrong and like, we don't need a white guy who, you know, has a free cut to be the lead baby. You know, an overweight black woman to be the baby face. Or, you know, a, a Hispanic non-binary person to do the, the really face. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit like that. And I think that what I hope and what I think will happen is that to quote um, John Lewis, I hope fans causes a lot of good trouble. Mm. You know, because it's necessary. Because, you know, a, a lot of people run in five shows that I don't feel I try for other people that they're supposed to be up there. And I'm going to leave it at that, you know? And, and we can do a lot better work. We can do a lot better work, and that's what this all, this is, this is all about, you know? Just providing that space that wasn't there and not, and not holding people back, you know? I, 
I worked for, you know, shit, I worked for a lot of that product for fucking three years and was held back. And now it's supposed to uplift me. That was supposed to be for me and by me. You know what I'm saying? Nah, nah, nah. We, you know, everybody encouraged to do what they got to do, shine and all that shit. And, you know, this is all because one day I got up and I said, fuck it, I'll do it myself. And I tweeted it, but it's all gone now. I deleted my whole Twitter and shit, so that shit went out the window. But fuck it, we're doing it ourselves. For me, like, that's what it is. That's what it is. Just like that. Just like that. All right, y'all. So, um, I just want to know one thing, man. As soon as I typed this out, I saw it. <laughs> I saw Billy talk about it. Yo, man, how how Jeffrey Star let let homeboy finesse him, man? <laughs> hey, Jeffrey did a lot of uh, Jeffrey did a lot of foundation there, you know, tight enough. You know, uh, nah, uh, uh, apparently the guy just stole all his clothes and shit and they never called him again. And when he hopped on his Instagram, I guess the guy was posting some shit. And he was like, uh, you can come back and also return the items that you stole. <laughs> oh, man. Karma, karma, karma come to collect in many different ways. And that individual will be getting this karma collected on him for a lifetime. Definitely. Yo, hey, Lorenzo, did you see the thing about uh, Lisa Ray and the Brett? I, I had another story about the Brett from this week. I didn't hear about the Lisa. The, the, they're, they're sisters, correct? They're related? Yeah, they're sisters. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. I, you know, 90s, so apparently- 90s fun fa- black 90s fun facts, right? Um. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, though. I'm sorry. So apparently, okay, I guess it was like a birthday. It was Lisa Ray's birthday, and she yeah. was on this show or whatever. And the brat came out of nowhere in the video chat, and Lisa Ray was not pleased. And she was not, and yo, and she was completely with the shits. And she was cussing and all types of shit. Because apparently, Lisa Ray and the brat haven't even talked in like a year. And the brat came out and everything, and she never even told Lisa Ray or nothing like that. She didn't even tell her she, she, that she had came out. She never even came out to her or even said that she was getting married. It was like a whole, like, Lisa Ray was upset. Wow. Wow. It was, it was a time on that day. This shit just looked awkward. It just looks awkward. You got you to yeah. let that junk out. You got to let that junk I will. Out. I, I, uh, you know, Billy, did you cool. see that? I, I I did, but Lisa Ray's uh, history is very documented, so I wasn't too shocked. Mm. <laughs> well, uh, well. All right, so um, so by the time everybody listens to this, game one of the NBA Finals is over. The Lakers won Game One. 116 to 98. Anybody got any predictions? I'm saying Lakers. Man. Yeah, Lakers. Lakers. That's where I'm at with it, too. I, I want to say six, but I'm leaning towards five. I'm giving five just because I have respect for Jimmy Butler. Yes. Lakers are five. That's that's where I'm at. That's where that's where I'm at with it. So now, um, you know, let's do our favorite new segment. 
It's called the Need to Know, where we give y'all something that we are feeling and digging at this moment of time. So, uh, yeah, this week, uh, Billy, what do we need to know? Uh, all right, so this is actually going to sound funny. Uh, so I just started watching Dave. Uh, I never heard of Little Dicky and that shit like that. Like, I don't... I, I was very confused by what I was watching. Oh, I, was like, I was like, uh, is this what we're doing? Um, but I, I thought it was all right. Like, I, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't good, it wasn't bad, but I found it to be incredibly intriguing. You know, like, because um, I can't really be mad at dude, but I don't like him, but I think he's funny, you know what I'm saying? And I think he's good, but he's trash at the same time. I have that same feeling. But yeah, I, I find that to be really a uh, a uh, uh, really interesting show. So we'll see. Lo, what you got, man? What what do we need to know? So the need to know for me this week, I want to raise up, and this is close to home, right? This is this is umbrella stuff, right? The need to know this week is the last ounce. Yes, presented sir. by our brothers at Don't Try This at Home Radio. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, Don't Try This at Home Radio for me, along with 2DS, along with a lot of the other shows you just mentioned as well. Um, let me know that it was people that are kind of like me that is making this medium. And going to work writing, whatever, you listen to this stuff, it gets you through stuff. And Don't Try This on Home Radio was one of those shows. Along with Smart to Death as well. Big mistake. Big mistake. Right, Emoji? Rest, in, rest in peace. Death. Rest in peace, Smart to Death, right. Rest in it's peace. It's like so many of these shows. Excuse me for a minute, folks. Um, Last Mark Standing. That show with Trina and right. Damien. Was another one of those shows as well. Pardon me. But don't try this at home. Radio has given us countless, you know, quality like points about this business. Uh, a, a handful of just classic episodes. Um, uh, 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 just a uh, uh, just just a plethora of jokes. It's just it was just a great time, right? And it was a great time when you know you all had met up in New York in that episode. It was a great time, you know. what I mean, I was getting lit with y'all listening to that during that WrestleMania right. weekend. So um, drunk. So but drunk. I just, <laughs> I just want to thank Don't Try This at Home Radio for all of their troubleshooting and all of their communication and episodes and all of these things through the years. Um, definitely one of the originals, you know, yeah. in, the, in, the, in this thing that we're doing right now. Um, and I just want to definitely wish the boys, Gino, Julio, I just want to wish y'all the best, man, and all of y'all, you know, future endeavors. <laughs> As they say, brother. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, man. It was just, uh, it just, it just goes to show that definitely times are changing. You know what I mean? Julio just put out a, a great project. You know what I mean? Like, black people are doing really great creative things right now. No matter what audience that they're talking to, um, the 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 number of people in that audience, right? Like, we like to like you know, quantify and qualify things sometimes, right? But don't try this at home has set a great example 
uh, for, for, for future programs and future shows, you know I mean, in this community throughout the year. Yes. For black people and people that listen to hip hop and people that are in the margins. Um, so right. I definitely want to thank y'all for all of y'all work. The last ounce will be their last episode. Don't try this on home radio. We can't wait to listen. We care about y'all. We love y'all. Please listen to the last ounce this week. That's a need to know from me this week. Thank you. Uh, just to piggyback off of low, um, don't try to sell home radio. Was the first time I was ever on a podcast. Hmm. Ever. Um, I got to talk about Wrestle Kingdom Eleven. Um, I got to talk with my friends. I got to talk about rap. I got to just a lot of shit. It just. And from then on, it inspired something in me and lit a fire that, you know, I didn't even know I had. You know, of course, I make music and stuff like that, but um, it made me want to do this thing that I have right now. Um, without Don't Try Us At Home Radio, I would have never had the courage to uh, create 2DS. It just would have been an idea in my head. Um, but I don't try to set at home. I wouldn't have thought to come back and do self-control. Um, Julio, Low, Gino, the book. Me and Julio, like, man, like, we, we've, we've done so much. Like, we've talked so much. Like, my real, like, that's my boy, my brother, I love him so much. And throughout the, you know, a couple, throughout, you know, certain times of my life, he's always been there for me, you know, always been there for some, for me to, to talk to, to, to vent, you know, and he always provides some real talk, some stuff that I never even thought of, but also just being, you know, there to listen and just there to give encouragement and there to, you know, he really makes you feel good about being you. You know, I, if anybody knows Julio, you know, any of these guys, they're great. They're great individuals. But when you talk to Julio, you talk about his show, he, he's humble. He, you know, he always thanks you, but he always bigs you up at the same time, you know. And he knows something about what you're doing. And he, he flips it on you because he, he, he gives his take on it. And you never even like, oh, shit, I never even thought about it like that. Thanks, man. Um, so to those guys, thank y'all so much. Um, my need to know is Heartbreak Julio's, um, new album mixtape with Retrospect. It's called From the Soul again. Oh man, just great hip hop, great music. It's definitely something that needs to be listened to right now. Definitely have to listen to this music. Um, it's really you. You hear a man's life in these bars. We 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 talk about stuff you know like that we want to hear. We want to hear that real shit. You're getting that real shit. And um, shout out to Heartbreak Julio. That's my uh, yeah. That's my need to know. Um, once again, I want to give. A shout out and thank you to Billy Dixon for coming on here to do this show with us, man. 
I want to thank you so much. It is 12 o'clock at midnight, and, you know, not too many people will rock with us like this, but you have definitely rocked with us, and I just I thank you so much for that, man. Um, Absolutely. Lorenzo, my brother. Yes, sir. Love you so much, man. Um, Likewise, my brother. It is deeper. It's deeper than wrestling. It's deeper than this. Um, you know how you know how we go, man. Um, lovely Laveau. Happy birthday, girl. Um, I know you somewhere doing your thing. Uh, I know you had to do the thirty days out being wholesome. You know, so I know that day, you know, you out you somewhere, you know, going ham right now. And please be safe and we hope you have a great time, you know, doing what you gotta do, man. Um and thank God to listeners like you for rocking with us, man. Um we really we really appreciate it, man. Cause in the at the end of the day, you know, we do it for y'all. We do it for the people. Self control is for the people. Um so like we always do at this time, man. You know what it is. Good night. Good luck. Inshallah. Peace and love. Y'all know how y'all know what the quote is, man. God doesn't call a doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. That is Christine Kane. My name is Nodge. Y'all know it's the homie Lorenzo. Thank you to Billy Dixon. Peace and love. We'll see y'all next time. So just chill to the next episode.